Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Um, you're only allowed in our shop this week if you wear some, some mutton chops. So here's a pair. <laughs> stick them on. Brad, here's your pair. Stick them on. Stick them on the side of your head. I got, you guys can't see me. I'm actually miming sticking them on Brad's head. And Tammy, here's your pair. Here's your pair. And I'm going to wear these lovely ginger mutton chops to match my ginger hair. Okay, customers and listeners, you got your mutton chops on? All right, you're allowed in the store. Here we go. You're allowed in the store and you're allowed in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and you're allowed in my life because I am pro mutton chop, I guess. I don't know. Uh, whoa. Yikes. Mm. Whoa. I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, this week we are covering the episode The Vampire. <laughs> Guys, I wasn't here last episode, so I didn't know what this week's episode was called. <laughs> I was so excited when it came up as The Vampire. I was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping we were gonna because the way the the thing read last week, it almost sounded like vampire was just one of the many yeah. hysterias he hit, and really the only other one we got was like, oh, serial killers. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I was wanting to see more. Wanted like capers. A da- yeah, more capers. More, wasn't there like a hysteria where like there was like a dance hysteria or something? And I was like, Fred, I want you, that uh, one. Fred, are you? <laughs> Are you saying you wanted to see some capes and japes? <laughs> don't don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking we had we had some capes in this episode. We could have had some japes. But I didn't know if that was like one of those like weird fake uh, sayings that your country has. <laughs> what? Yeah. We, we never can tell. You never can tell. All right. So let's go ahead and start off with sixty second summary. Claire, I will say for the mm-hmm. record, last yeah. week. You would have been it. <laughs> Fucking what? It, it chose you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, you should have rung me up when I was sick and I would have been like, <laughs> oh, so stupid. Oh, I wriggled out of it again. <laughs> so that's, uh, with that said, Alexa, please say Claire. I pronounce that Claire, but I'm always yeah! making and I might not have it right. Oh. <laughs> just, just okay. See. Okay. <clears throat> Alexa, open sixty second summary. Okay, let me pick Tammy. Yeah! Come on! <laughs> this is some bullshit. I like that this you tested Alexa to actually say Claire. <laughs> oh. Tammy, what um, is happening? I, I tried. I tried. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, um, I just don't understand how the one time Claire's not here, it picks Claire. Uh-uh. No, it's a conspiracy. I would have I've... loved it if you said to you were like Alexa, please say Claire, and it went Tammy. <laughs> I, I was, you know. <coughs> oh man. Um, Tammy, please take a moment, collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this episode. What were people doing? What were they wearing? Who went on a date? Who made plans for another date? Whatever you need to discuss How this is as much detail as possible. How many were there in total? I, I'm that's, not sure. I, we'd be here all day counting that. <laughs> um, whatever you need to discuss this as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under because then you would be a uh, sleeping in somebody's house after they're waiting. Chump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And you'll be going in three, 
two, one, go. Okay, but more importantly, it's not even that they were sleeping at the wake. They had the wake in the place that he died. Okay, yeah. like you can't have the wake at the place that you died. <laughs> like that's not, it's not okay. Um, yes, this episode's called The Vampire. You've got an immortal named Ward. And the only reason it's called The Vampire is because he pretended to kill people with this amazing like vampire-like syringe <laughs> that he was killing people with. Um, and then he was like making it so he could marry into money. Okay, uh, I he was just extra villainy because like he was a creep. This actor, I don't like him. He made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what's his face? Duncan was super judgy, so he has to obviously kill this guy off <laughs> and get him out of the way. We get a pretty <laughs> cool, pretty weird uh, quickening in this episode, and that's about it, really. One minute. <laughs> no, I don't well done, Tammy. It's, yeah, it's. I don't this this episode I feel like uh we got two episodes back to back that were so heavy with story mm-hmm. and then I mm-hmm. feel like we're back to where like very thin episode yeah yeah this <laughs> one thin. I mean this yeah, is definitely. mostly flashback yeah oh, yeah the, the amount of flashback was insane yeah, yeah, it was primarily flashback. It's, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about fashions as we go through it, because I've got lots of fashion mm-hmm. <laughs> info. Well, not info, but just interesting, like, as we're watching it, like, what was that? Why? <laughs> um, also, is this lady a queen? Because she just wore black to her own goddamn wedding. Good on her. <laughs> there's, there's some things that I can't wait to talk about fashion-wise. But, uh, Claire, before we Hello. do all that, what are some fun facts for us? Uh, I haven't actually even checked IMDb because I was busy doing other Whoa. research. Woo-woo. Nice. So let me see if there is anything actually on IMDb because I didn't even think about that. So let me have okay. a look. So IMDb, there is just some goofs. So one of them <laughs> which I, I picked up on in the episode was Helen, when asked about a phone number, gives McLeod a seven-digit three and four number. This style is not the style found in France where uh, the number is supposed to be. Yeah, because she gave like a 555 number and I was like, um no like this <laughs> no this is not correct anyway I um because they mentioned in this episode Père Lachaise uh, cemetery in France one of the most famous cemeteries um in France known as the cemetery of East uh, I was like oh I'm gonna tell Brad and Tammy some fun facts about it because oh. I've actually been there um, nice. and it is the largest cemetery in Paris France. Um, it has 3.5 million visitors annually. Uh, it's the most visited necropolis in the world. So get over there, guys. Um, and some of the other people who are uh, buried there are Frederick Chopin, Edith Piaf, um, Sarah Bernhardt, and Jim Morrison, which they mentioned in this episode. And I think Jim Morrison's like gravestone used to be had like loads of graffiti on it and messages to him and stuff like that from loads of weird people so i also did a bit of research into some of the actors in this episode so jeremy brudenell who Mm -hmm. played ward um he is a uh, english actor he was born in london and i couldn't really see anything that exciting in his um on IMDb, IMDb, he was in a show called The Bill, which uh, any of our English listeners will recognise, because it was all about police officers 
doing their business, you know, and whatever. Mm. But he was in the Enid Blyton secret series as Thaddeus Arnold. And here's a list of the episode names, guys. The Secret of Moon Castle, The Secret Island, and The Secret of Spiggy Holes. What What is a family podcast? What is a spiggy hole, guys? Um. What is it? I'm so confused. Uh, Also, this episode featured an actor that I really like, which is Trevor Peacock. He played... uh, What was his name in it? He was her dad that got killed. I can't think of his name. Um, He is awesome. He only died, I think, last year. He was 89. Um, He's been in, like, so much. Um, He's probably most recognisable to us Brits um, from a show called The Vicar of Dibley. Uh, (laughs) Dibley is not a real place, by the way. (laughs) It's not a real show. show. I knew you'd say it was fake. I knew it. (laughs) All you said's fake. Uh, No, it's an absolutely real show. Uh, He was also in a series called Magic Grandad as the Magic Grandad, which I want to see this show. (laughs) I mean, that also also sounds scandalous. I don't... (laughs) I don't trust that. In, he's been in like, like he's been in so many things. Um, yeah, so many things. So yeah, he played Henry Jackham. Sorry, in uh, in Highlander. Um, so he was great. I was very excited to see him. This is the most. I, this is I've never heard him like speak in kind of an upper class English accent. And everything he seems to have like a a Somerset accent that I've ever seen him in. And then I also looked at uh, what was this guy's name? The guy who played his friend who like tried to kill vampire bloke, uh, Dennis Lill and he was in Batman as Bob the Cartoonist who is the guy that did the little cartoon of Batman like an actual creepy bat um, in that film and I love that film so there you go there's my fun fact for the week oh also I'm, another fun okay. fact listeners is I I found a video that I shared with Brad and Tammy oh, and yeah. I think I might I might hand over to Tammy to tell you more about this <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, because I went down like an insane rabbit hole of, of Adrian Paul videos. So it's an Adrian Paul video talking about his hair. So the funnest of facts yeah. is that Adrian Paul's long hair is his real hair, which means, because he doesn't say it in the video, but that has to mean that every time we see him with short hair, that's a wig. I mean, it's a good wig because it yeah, does it's look really like his good. hair yeah. is cut. Yeah, so, it's really crazy. So yeah, um, and then the other thing is like all his little ponytail holders. He designed all those, and then I guess they must have sold them on the Highlander <laughs> website or whatever at the time. Which makes me like it brings me such joy to yeah. know that people were just like ordering Highlander <laughs> ponytail holders. I mean, That's I amazing. had a ponytail at the time. If I knew, oh yeah, I'd yeah, be one of them. So, look, I've got a fucking necklace with a sword, so I get it. But also, like, it's ridiculous. Um, Yeah, and so I went down this rabbit hole of, like, all these Adrian Paul vlogs, which are a minute to two minutes long. You get some grumpy Adrian Paul, you get old man Adrian Paul. It's... It's just a joy. It's just a joy. And then um, he also just talks about like acting styles and uh, stage combat and different stuff like that. And then um, now he does have clips. I don't think I shared it with you guys. So some, guys, some of the clips he has is like of the uh, sword experience workshops that he does. And he's oh, very nice. intense in them. And I'm like, now <laughs> I'd be scared to go. So I've always, I've like, once I found out he does this sword experience workshop, I'm like, I'm, I must go to one of these. 
Yes. <laughs> but now that I've watched some of the clips, I'm like, oh, he's kind of intense. I don't know if I, if I could handle that. So, so I don't know. Um, the other thing I found out uh, is he's got this, like, I guess he must have had a Patreon before, but then they just incorporated it into their website and it's it's a monthly service or whatever mm. that they provide called the inner circle <laughs> so you get you know you get things like discounts on his workshops he does um at all the levels he's got three different levels and at all the levels you get uh adrian paul uh talking about like basically he's reviewing movie scenes where they have like fight scenes and he reviews them for you and tells uh, tells you if they're good or bad. <laughs> Amazing! And I'm just like, I need to hear Adrian Paul give his feedback on like <laughs> movie movie fight scenes. Yeah. Um, and he made it sound like it's any kind of fight scene in any movie. Nice. So that's fun. And then so so there's like a ten dollar level. And then there's a $25 a month level. In the $25 a month level, you get Adrian Paul giving his thoughts on every episode of Highlander. <gasps> so he's already wow. done season one because like he had put a vlog. He's like, oh, if you get it now, he's like, all of season one is up there. So I'm hoping he like powers through them because what I would love to do is like, mm. as we finish our podcast, I will totally purchase <laughs> a month the worth of the inner circle for 25 bucks and yeah. just binge all of adrian paul's thoughts on the fucking highlander episode by episode um because it would just be it would bring my heart such joy that if you if you if you do the 25 uh, dollar level yes but you pay for a year exactly a full year, you, yes. you get an adrian paul cameo Yes. <gasps> I just am like, so, happy. so So for me, I know I'm only doing uh, probably one month of the inner circle. But if anybody would like to donate $300 to the cost. Seriously. <laughs> Yep. But yes, and it sounds like he's got like, he might have like a podcast or something because it says something like one of the things you can do, I think, I think starting at all the levels is like, you can ask questions to their guests oh, or yeah. something. And I'm like, and he, and he talks in his vlog briefly about like interviewing, like he interviewed William Shatner for something. And I was like. Wow. It, does he have a podcast somewhere? Like, I don't know what... It's very... Uh, I feel like I've just, uh, you know, touched the surface of, <laughs> of mm. the Adrian Paul well. That, I'm, so, that I'm so glad you're enjoying these videos, because I was oh, like... So well, stupid. I only watched a couple, because I, I, I oh, mentioned the other to Tammy thing, and Brad, I, I don't, I don't want to be spoiled, but... Yeah. yeah. The other thing I will say is, like... Because I pretty much watch almost all of them. Like, I, I stopped at a certain point because they were, like, just very old. And I, and, and they, the way on YouTube he had put them up, he accidentally uploaded some of them twice. And I was like, okay, this is a pain. I'm not going to... I was, like, literally just letting them play. So <laughs> I had no um, patience to try and skip every other episode or anything like that. So yeah, um, so I stopped. But one of the other uh, ones he did was he talked about... Someone had asked him about the fashions in Highlander. And so he talked about, like, keeping his big trench coat, like the leather coat he nice. he wears sometimes. And then he um, talked, they, they asked, I guess, about his favorite designer. And he's like, well, he goes, my favorite designer, especially at the time, he's like, and it sounds like it still is his favorite designer, is Dolce & Gabbana, which I was like, what? Like, because oh. I feel like they didn't 
become big designers until later yeah yeah until like maybe the 2000s you know or mid 2000s even um or or even a little later like i remember hearing about them but you know not anything big but they started their fashion house like in 85 in france wow. so it would make sense that like okay he's in paris he's in doing france, the show yeah. or sorry yeah he's in france doing the show yeah. and they're um so some of the costuming came from there and he said that wow. the problem he had though with a dot, lot of different designers is because he was kind he's a bulky guy you yeah know, he's be he's beefy is that yeah. um they had problems with designers wanting to fit him for clothes mm. So, which makes sense, because designers want stick people so they can just be, like, hangers for their clothes. I understand. But also, this is a TV show. It's different. But um, so, but Dolce & Gabbana would work with him to get him clothes. So he, loved, wow. he loves them as designers. He loves their clothes. And also, that means, I'm like, we're really going to have to, like, keep an eye out for, like, Dolce & Gabbana clothes. Because yeah. that's high-end. That's actual high-end fashion. <laughs> which yeah. is insane to me that they had fucking Dolce & Gabbana on uh what's it called on highlander. highlander yeah um oh i also wanted to say so that jeremy um brudenall who plays mm -hmm. ward he also he so he retired professionally from acting in 1999 and he began a business career where he opened what uh route one garden center which is still open today <gasps> in wallingford oxfordshire Oh, well, next time I'm in Oxfordshire, I'll uh, go visit and I'll be like, hey, yeah. don't bite me. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's a, a, I mean, it's a big nursery. Like it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a massive nursery. I do love like, a garden center. I mean, yeah. So kind of my happy well, place. That's that. Uh, nice. The other thing, I didn't, by the way, I didn't, there wasn't a lot in the cutscenes, so I'm not going to re reference those. The um, stuff from Bill Panzer this mm. week. Um, let's see. Uh, Dennis Barry is the director of this episode. Yeah. And uh, he ends up, he ends up directing a lot of episodes of Highlander, by the way. Um, he says, this was a Dennis Barry episode is what Bill ba Panzer said. Dennis, in addition to the sweeping camera shots and sex, also thought that violence should be pushed to the very limit of the television sensibility so to help him out uh with a wonderful opening sequence we added a little blood optically uh, special effects in the pool oh my so God, please i know i did wonder where the blood came from i was like yeah we I but think then i didn't realize at the time head. that he was using the little you know the little oh, vampire yeah, yeah. thingy you know um it says when the guy uh oh when the guy gets the stake driven into his chest yeah. we got in a little bit of trouble with that and had to tone it down with the sound effects otherwise the french and the germans were not going to run the episode oh come on the whole episode would have been scrapped how stupid okay sorry um, i do hope that it was him that came up with my favorite moment in this episode oh when when bane like shook with because no. he was so scared oh okay no, that it was, was great no my favorite moment was when there was the little screen wipe and it was the blood trickling down oh god i love so, so I, hard that did not look like it should have been part of this episode. It was, so it was funny. amazing. Um, it was the yikes. best thing ever. They basically used all the flashbacks uh, to present day footage because one of the joys of Paris is that Paris is a flashback for some period. So yep. they, that's why they just took full advantage. Um, this was interesting. Ken Gord and Dennis Barry had a huge disagreement about the quickening. <laughs> <laughs> the final fight scene and the quickening. Dennis maintained that you cannot have an acceptable quickening during the day. 
<laughs> there was absolutely, I mean, absolutely no way you could do it. He was at a I loss did, of I, what I to do. I think it was a very half-hearted quickening, I have to say. Well, he, Dennis Berry was anti-quickening during the day. Ken found this abandoned racetrack called the Hippodrome and told, and just told Dennis eventually that, okay, Dennis, I'm the producer and I win. You're going to shoot it during the day. <laughs> 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 We're not staying up all night to do this. Um, they liked that Jeremy Brudenell could fight, so they were able to kind of use that. Uh, he actually had sword fighting training, so they were able to use that. Um, mm-hmm. And where was it? Mm. Oh, they they talked about like just the scene itself. I'm not going to go into that because we'll just talk about that. Uh, at the end, in order to make this quickening a little better, which I thought was pretty good, Dennis, somewhere in the racetrack, found 10,000 old tout sheets. And these are the pieces of paper that are flying around the racetrack. You know, this is the beginning of Dennis's paper period. You'll see another quickening where we get to use lots of paper. And I'm like, oh what boy. the fuck? <laughs> I did. It did make me laugh with the paper. Like, I thought this quickening it was, was very hilarious. It did make me laugh because it looked like, because Duncan was waving his sword around, he looked like he was making confetti. He was like, confetti! Yeah. And that made me laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting that they just found all this paper in the racetrack place, and so they just used it. But then the other part... What if that was someone's, uh, somebody worked there, and they've been writing this, like, <laughs> novel for years? And they're like, hey, my novel! Oh my god. Uh, and and the fact Good that we're going to see another quickening with paper, I'm like, yeah. what? Is yeah, this? I'm excited. I think that that was weird. Um, so, oh, and then as far as Dusty Reviews, he thought this was a meh episode. He, there was things he loved about it, things that he just thought were like, like, he thought like they almost tried to play this very campy, but then didn't go far enough to make it campy, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I think they could have went further, and so they <laughs> they kept trying to take it a little too serious, and it, there's just no way it could be. And also the fact that, like, how could we care about these women that, like, we just didn't get to know the people that he killed, so <laughs> yeah. just, he just was killing random people. Um, so, yeah, that's all, that's what I got. Brad... What was happening the day this episode aired? Um, quite a bit. But first things first, I've been looking okay. at Ooh, Adrian Paul's podcast, um, <gasps> The Hollywood so it Experience. Is a podcast. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. The Hollywood Experience is the name of the podcast. Um, his first guest was Chris Claremont, the comic book writer. What? Wow. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. A very strange. Like the. I mean, it's a wild collection of people he's he's interviewed. Um, one that stands out because it's in all caps with two exclamation points. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Sorbo. What? Yeah. Now that was uh. May of last year, which okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give him. All right, it was May, like if it was now, I'd be like, oh no, that's a bad yeah, sign. No, um, Kevin Sorbo has like gotten worse and worse as time yeah, has yeah, gone he has. on. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten real bad as of late. Like he's always been a monster, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna at least believe that Adrian Paul doesn't know that. Yeah. At the time, so um. But yeah, red alert. Oh, he also interviews William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, that's who he was. He was excited on one of his vlogs that he was. Well, he he called him Bill Shatner (laughs) on his vlog, and I was like, oh, they must be close friends. (laughs) So it's uh, yeah, yeah. So episode forty-three was the last one that came out. So it's uh, it's going. It's active. Yeah. So if you uh, if you uh, pay for to be in the inner circle, you can pay to have. uh, Well, part of it is you can send in questions that he can ask the guests that he uh, interviews. Nice. That's the thing. That's cool. Um, So there's that. Um, Have to do some research on that. Though I will say, finding out that Adrian Paul is only two years younger 
Than that is insane. Than Christopher Lambert. Yeah, and that is looking crazy. at what Christopher Lambert looks like right now and what Adrian Paul looks like right yeah. now. Oh boy. Adrian Paul looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. he looks great. Yeah. And Cla- Claire called him a dilf, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Total dilf. Christopher Lambert looks like he's supposed to look in, at, in the current day, according to Highlander 2. <laughs> Christopher Lambert looks like he died and has come back. He has risen <laughs> and it's not good yeah <laughs> but i mean that's what you're supposed to look like in your 60s yeah adrian paul i don't know what sort of like deal with the devil he made but uh yeah yeah, yeah that's that so guys uh it's a wonderful time it is monday march 7th 1994 Mm. Um, a lot of things going on. I know what you're wondering. What are those Catholics doing? Is it dumb? <laughs> yeah. It's the feast day of Saints of Saints Perpetua and Felicitas, the patron oh. saint of married women. Oh, oh congratulations, right. Tammy. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Felicitas? Is that what it is? Yeah, Felicitas and, and uh, Perpetua. Mm. <laughs> Sounds okay. terrible. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um... So, also, on this on this day, um, Campbell versus Acuff Rose Music Incorporated, uh, Supreme Court of the U.S. Re- um, ruled that parodies of an original work are generally covered by uh, fair use. Oh. So, at this point, uh, uh, Weird Al ha- could stop sweating it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, phew. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, U.S. Navy issued the first permanent order assigning women on a combat ship. So, yay for feminist murderers. Ugh, fuck the Navy. Um... Also, eighth annual eighth eighth American Comedy Awards, Carrot Top won big time. Uh, what? Congratulations, no. Carrot Top. No. Um, let's see. Oh, and the Church of England ordained its first female priest. So yay for feminist <sighs> nonsense believers. Oh, it's a beautiful day. <sighs> Um, oh. I, by the way, guys, I was very excited that last episode you discovered a new, very <laughs> real song uh, created by my people. <laughs> um, I don't know, Charlie. And I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see if it's still number one this top, week. The top song in the U.S. is Ace of Base, "The Sign." Very uh, real song. Very by the way, song. you know my my uh, that was recorded on a. Um, a mixing console that my my dad designed. That's Whoa, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, top song in the UK, Mariah Carey, Without You. Mm. Mm. Number two is a fake song. <laughs> no, it's not. It's great. I, I can't even remember what that song is goes like, but it is totally real. Dupe by Dupe. D-O-O-P. Dupe by Dupe. <laughs> Isn't Dupe uh, an X-Man character? Yes. Right, he's like a little floating green guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, very yeah. real, unlike that song. <laughs> um, so, uh, at the movie theaters, what have we got? Oh. Um, still Ace Ventura. God, that movie will mm. not go away. Mm. Um, number two, new movie, new movie this week, Greedy. Does anyone know this movie? No, what is that? Mm-mm. Greedy. You know, the movie Greedy from 1994. Nope. Uh, oh, Kirk Douglas, Michael J. Fox? Nope. Um, Phil Hartman? Nope. 
Oh, I can never heard of this movie. film. Um, rich old Uncle Joe is surrounded by relatives waiting slash hoping for him to die while trying to look good and backstabbing the competition. Mm. <laughs> that sounds that sounds fun. Okay. This, this looks like a fun movie. Oh wow. A fun ride. Ed Begley Jr.'s in here. Mm. Uh Bob Balaban. Well, this is a great. This this looks like this looks like a party. I haven't heard of it, so which makes me believe it may be terrible. Um, <laughs> but you know, hey, sounds like fun. Should be fun on paper. Uh, number three on Deadly Ground. Uh, four Sugar Hill. Five new movie The Chase. What is that? The Chase from um, everyone knows the movie The Chase from 1994. Um, oh. Of course. That is a mm, come on, come on website. <laughs> Brad, it's so famous. Surely you can just tell me the plot. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just, I'm sorry, head, I, was just I was as as I, I was going to talk about this movie I knew all about, but then I just got distracted <laughs> by the internet. Uh, I was going to look at the weather. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we all know that uh, 1994's The Chase, starring Charlie Sheen, uh, wrongly sentenced to life in prison, Jack Hammond, Charlie Sheen, managed to mm-hmm. escape. He heads for Mexico, where he steals a car and takes the driver hostage. She happens to be an heiress named Natalie, Christy Swanson. Uh, and the ensuing police chase becomes a full-blown media event. Uh, with with philosophical cops, what? Henry what? Rollins and Josh Mostel, and the girl's rich father, Ray Wise, in pursuit. Oh, Ray Wise. Oh, they begin a relationship, and this discovery goes on forever, so mm. very strange. I don't know I've about never philosophical heard of that cops. Yeah. Um, eight, uh, sorry, number six, uh, Schindler's List holding in there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got a new movie. We got, um, everyone's favorite movie from 1994, Angie. The movie uh, Why did they get any of these new movies? Like, was <laughs> I sleep in 94? You love this. A pregnant Brooklynite, Gina Davis, dumps her plumber boyfriend, James Gandolfini. I mean, oh my god. Talk about, like, you know, like, like, fucking dudes in the- No, not- No. No, absolutely not. 1994 Gina Davis is not- Nope. A pl- Jane, no, absolutely not. Um, but she leaves James Gandolfini, obviously, to date a lawyer, uh, Stephen Ray. Who's Stephen uh, Ray? Who's Stephen Ray? I don't know this actor. Um, I, oh, Northern Irish film and stage actor. Nope. All right. Well. Oh, I know. Steve, I think it's R- R- Rhea, maybe. Oh, maybe Rhea. Okay. I mean, again, Gina Davis. I, I don't know who's worse. I don't know if Stephen Rear or Ray or whatever his name is or James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini's definitely worse. Definitely worse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. Mm. I mean, solid actor, sure. But Gina Davis, come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah. 1994 Gina Davis? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Nonsense. Hollywood, come on. Get your shit together. <laughs> I mean, I know, yeah. like, John Hamm wasn't around yet, and I guess we didn't realize guys could look good, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. That's that's a John wild John Hamm. One. He doesn't uh, get in as, as many things as he should be in. He, he should be really in everything. Should. Why yeah, is he not, a le- like, a leading man? I don't I know. I feel like it's got to be a personal choice. He just, like, has to be like, yeah, I'll just do what I want. I've got all the money. I can... I can well, he it has to be, because I don't understand why people would not cast him for everything. Like, like yeah. he can do everything. He, yeah, he's a big comedy guy, and he loves comedy. Yeah. And, like, yeah. so he's I think, great. like, he just... Like, because he, he just shows up in comedies, like, in little parts and stuff, because yeah. he's just having a good time. I feel yeah. like he's living the best life. Yeah. 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 
Like, we should all be jealous that that man just, he, yeah, he's living the fucking dream. He's it's got great. everything. It's wonderful. I'm just mm-hmm. sad I don't see him in more things. That's yeah. all. I'm no, sad I for agree. myself. But for him, of course, I'm happy for him. It is absolutely wild that he hasn't ended up in some superhero thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was like 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, maybe he'd be playing Superman for sure. What do you mean 10? Now. Put him now. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, now. I'm having a super- Superman now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Forever and always. I mean, he's, yeah, he's crazy. Well, but why um, haven't you snapped him up yet? For um, something, so for after, anything. <laughs> after this wonderful movie, Angie, that we all know and love. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, blank check, blue chips, eight seconds, Miss Doubtfire still holding in. Wow. These movies, um. Movies just hung around. Yes. Just hung the fuck around. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine just going to the theater and like, oh, am I going to see Ace Ventura? Am I going to see Miss Doubtfire? Oh, am God. I going to see, see ten times. I must see one again. Am I going to oh. see The Chase? Am I going to see Angie? <laughs> Weird. Weird. Um, yeah, so that's... And I just lost the website that had the TV shows. Um, oh, nothing was on. No, everything was Cause on. Because jo- John Hamm didn't exist yet. Well, he did exist <laughs> Things things were on. We just didn't realize none of the TV shows had had men that were attractive because we didn't know men could be attractive yet. <laughs> no, and they always just put gross dudes with beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. it just never made sense. Doesn't make sense now. I'm I'm just like, come on. It's wild. Okay, like, okay. It's wild. John Hamm, the new Highlander. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Be Mara great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be more excited than I am about Henry Cavill, and I don't mind Henry Cavill, but I mean Henry Cavill, he's no John Hamm. I mean, no. Nobody's John Hamm. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, it's... He's the top. Like, I, I'm, I see Henry Cavill and I see people like getting all like, they just love him. And I'm like, why? He's so bland. To me, Henry Cavill I think is, so a less, is a more bland Matt Bomer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, this dude, I don't, I, I, is he just super nice? Like, is he really just nice to everyone on set? Like, what is, <laughs> yeah. what is he doing? to everybody like, on the I first day. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't get it. I'm not, I don't understand the obsession people have with him. I just... I don't get it. <laughs> you need to talk to Vix. Because <laughs> well, Vix is one of these people. Yeah, but Vix also likes uh, what's-his-face from Hawkeye. So, not really <laughs> trusting Vix's decisions <laughs> on some of these guys. So Anyway, what was on TV, Brad, with guys, the most attractive men ever? Um, guys, there's so many things on TV. Um, first of all, uh, uh, Fox, we're showing a movie. Um, we're showing License to Kill. Um, the last James Bond movie ever made. Yeah. Whoa. So, it was a goodie. It's been a long time since they've made a Bond film. It's so like I mean I know Timothy Dalton was awesome. Um, you know what Tim- Timothy Timothy Dalton, the John Hamm of his day. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, too attractive, too attractive for TV. That's why he, that's why he got into some movies. They were like, all right, we got to make this happen. Um, and then we were done with James Bond because we can never replace Timothy Dalton. Um, so there was that. Um, great movie. Uh, CBS, we got Evening Shade, Dave's World, Murphy Brown, Love and War, Northern Exposure. Fine, whatever. Um, ABC is showing a special, People's 20th Birthday. The hmm. birthday of the People's Ma- People magazine, I guess? Oh. Very weird. Um, we got reruns of Fresh Prince and Blossom, followed by the NBC Monday Night Movie, Day of Reckoning. <laughs> a, a husband and wife team of French scientists asked 
ask him, who is him? Ask him to guide them on a hunt for a rare plant in a remote and dangerous part of northern Burma. Is it Burma. him with an uppercase H? Therefore, it is the Lord no. our Savior, Brad. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, the dangerous part of northern Burma. Initially, his concerns about safety caused him to decline, but then extenuating circumstances caused him to change his mind and assemble a group of former colleagues. Um, that's also like that's also not too dissimilar from the 2008 Rambo. So. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, fuck. This is... Okay. On IMDb, Jack O'Brien is an American veteran of the Vietnam War. Wow. Oh, God. And a pillar of the community in Bangkok. This is the fucking Rambo movie. <laughs> Where he owns and operates an exotic travel business. Husband and wife uh, team ask him to take... Well, that's fucking wild. I mean, except in the Rambo movie, it, like Rambo, who's living in Bangkok, a yeah. Vietnam War veteran, um, is, t- is asked by Christian missionaries to take him to Burma. Very weird. Mm. Also, Rambo starred Rambo, so... Yeah. <laughs> and this stars Fred Dreyer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching Rambo. <laughs> you know, the guy from Hunter. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Weird. Well, yeah, that's what's happening. Weird. You know, weird. you can watch the new Fresh Prince now. That series is out. So what is that? It's a dramatized, it's a drama version of Fresh Prince, unlike the comedy version we had back in the day. Now, I I have a question. I haven't watched it. I think it's three episodes have been out, so we're not sure if we're going to binge it or what. No one uses the correct terminology. Is this like a new version? Is this a continuation? Okay. No, it's a new version. It's a new version. All right. Because you can't say Um, reboot anymore because now people use that for literally to mean anything. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a new, it's a new version. Okay, um, I like that idea. But it's, it's all more, it's more of a drama than a comedy because the, Does the it actual have the theme song. <laughs> I doubt it. Well, well then, you know fuck what? That I don't know. I mean, it's. It's it produced like a, it by Will Smith. That's what I'm thinking. My guess is they took the theme song and they like played with it somehow it for the show. I'm sure because like why would they not? Like it would be stupid to not use the theme song in some way, shape, or form because yeah. that is a brilliant theme song. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I am intrigued, but I haven't heard good or bad about it. So I'm like, well, is anyone watching it? So, um. Because it's a weekly show, but I think they drop like two episodes the first week, and then they've done another week so far. So, uh, so if, gotta, if literally anyone see. has pe- Peacock, um, yeah, if like anyone has on planet Peacock? Earth has a subscription to Peacock, let us know. Yeah, not if you've watched it. I just want to know if anyone on Earth has a subscription to Peacock. Nope, nobody does. That's no. why nobody's watched it. <laughs> nobody's watched it because nobody has a subscription to Peacock. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. All right. So, are we ready to get this party started? Yeah. Let's talk about some vampires. Some vampires. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and also, yeah, we're still in Paris. So, I assume we're in Paris for the whole thing. Oh, um, did you want to talk real quick, Claire? Mm-hmm. They've added some additional scenes now. They've changed out some scenes in the beginning. Yeah. Did you I, notice a difference? I did. Um, I, I can't think off the top of my head what they were, but I d- yeah, I did oh, notice that they were you. different. Because obviously the most obvious difference is that Maurice is now in the credits Yay. and Charlie is not. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I did, I, I, I did notice some different ones, but I, I wouldn't be able to tell you off the top of my head what they are. Yeah, it's fine. Stan Kirsch, still in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and just since you weren't here, Claire, love or hate Maurice? What is your feelings on Maurice? <laughs> I'm, mm, I love him at the moment, but I feel okay. like he could be very annoying quickly. So we, we shall see. But at the moment, I love him. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yes, that's, correct. That's, yeah. that's a correct response. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, he's Duncan and Joe's son. They're going to raise him. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I love it. It's, uh, yeah. He was not in this episode at all. So, no. <laughs> because we lived in flashback times in this episode. Yes. All right. So we start with uh, the one dude who gets killed. Just swimming. Just I love swimming. this. I love this fucking house. Oh, it's yeah, an amazing it's house. Amazing. I still feel like the wake should not occur where the person was murdered. Yeah, you should be able to look down through the floor to see where he died. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's cool as fuck having like that like that glass ceiling that's the the floor. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Yeah, that would that would just like make me nervous. But yes. <laughs> Even though I know, obviously, it's not like thin glass. You're not going to no. fall through it or anything. But um, yeah, so we start off with uh, this, whatever this guy's name is. I mean, he dies right away. Yeah. Uh, so, so do we care? Barry. His name is Barry Piper. <laughs> he's swimming. He's murdered. There's some blood. Um, so this wouldn't be a vampire thing. What? Because we also were like watching it and we're like, what the hell happened? Why is there blood? But we think that when he went and was drowning him, he actually hit his head against the um, yeah, yeah, pole edge, right? Yeah. Um, this guy's a weakling. He couldn't fight off like one. Oh, like the guy used one hand. Ward had yeah. one hand on him. Like he couldn't just duck under the water further and swim away. Like yeah. I don't know why. How he didn't? He couldn't get away from this. <laughs> but he's terrible, and he died. <laughs> like he's I'm a just, weak, 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 weak man. Like there's so many. Like there's no way he should have been able to drown him in a pool he was already in. Like this yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but here we are. Um, and then the next scene is this same guy's wake in his house where he died. And people are looking down at the pool, including his yeah. daughter. It's very it's weird. weird. Yeah, it's I don't wild. like it. Also, the, the dress code for this wake is all over the place. Yeah. Like, there's some people that, there. Most people are nicely dressed. And then there's just some, there's like one guy that comes through, just real schlubby looking dude. Yeah, well, he just okay, I'm, So you've got Helen, which in the transcription... It's Helene, but I swear they just call her Helen, right? I'm, like, going crazy mm -hmm. here. Anyway, um, at 3.02, she's, like, walking around the wake, and, like, there is this lady there that she walks past. One is kind of schlubby looking. The other is wearing, I swear, oh, no. like, a cheetah print dress. <laughs> I'm like, what is she wearing? <laughs> oh. It's so oh, bizarre. I, 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 I think that dress looks looks great. Um, for a wake, though? Like oh, yeah, a no, no, yeah, no, no, but no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm more yeah, concerned the, no, about the, the guy at 255 that, like, looks like he just rolled in off the dock. Like, <laughs> this fucking, like, frumpy hat and this, like, <laughs> like leather coat and... Ugh. Yeah. No, I'm just adding to the fact that n nobody... It just, like... Uh, it's, yeah, it's like five different events happening at mm -hmm. once. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure it was awake at first because I was like, oh, did, did, did they... Because at first I was like, wait, did they... Is, are they going to discover he died? Is yeah, this like, that's what I thought too. I yeah. didn't understand what was going on. I was like, oh, okay, it's awake. Oh, that's still weird, but okay. Yeah. Also, like, 
all the furniture is covered and and then you have like all these candles everywhere it looks like an art like a a, yeah. a real like artsy art show opening you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they're really trying hard to be artsy and it's just like what is happening in this it looks very flammable oh yeah so many candles i mean <laughs> it's is the beast from Beauty and the Beast going to show up? Is yeah. Assassin's Sewer Lion going to pop out at some point? I hope so. I was also glad to find out this was his daughter, because I was like, first, like, oh, is this like his young wife? Like, yes. Yeah. Because it could be either way. Yeah. Um. So somehow Duncan knows these folks, because of course he does. Knows um, everyone. We have a transition during this. We go from the like his photo in the wake, and then it goes to a red screen. Not the blood yet, but no. just a red. And then we come back to like she's sitting at the piano and Duncan's there. And I was like, wait, is this a flashback? I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was confused by this as well because I didn't. I was. I was. This whole sort of opening scene kind of confused me because at every point I was like, well, where are we now? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, like, so oh, we're no, right now. Like, no, what? we, we actually later. flashed forward. We yeah. flashed yeah. forward in time <laughs> to her at the piano. Um, and yeah, she's like, she's, she's heading out. And yeah, Peter had fallen asleep. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah. He got way drunk at this wake. Yeah, he's like, hey, well, listen, I'll, I'll give you a ride home. Oh, I am home. Oh, sir, you're at a wake. This is not your home. <laughs> this is my home now. <laughs> you don't, like, I I, I don't, I can you, because, um, like, I, I don't know, I don't know, like, does does the daughter live there? No, because I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't Because she's so. leaving. Well, I thought she was just walking Duncan out. Oh, okay. So. I don't know. And because I was like, can you imagine? Like, you were playing on your father's wing, and his fucking drunk friend is like, I'm just gonna crash on the couch. <laughs> Cheetah Girl is last to leave, too. She's just walking out now. Oh my god. Like, what? Like, hey, like, I don't know, man. Like, don't, don't. This is not the time. <laughs> this is not the time <laughs> or place to overextend your welcome. No, yeah. no. Uh, so while Duncan is outside talking to uh, Helen, then he, he hears a buzz. and uh, At a very yeah, awkward and he time. T- yeah. Because she's like, oh, how, what am, how am I going to get through this? And all of a sudden he's distracted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a jerk. Yeah. And then he tells, well, he does tell her to go back in and go to sleep. So that she must be staying there or that is her place or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, he says, I'll see you tomorrow. Why? What, what are, are they hanging out? Or this is this Snoop BFF? Like, I... Uh, I know. I, I was know. like, I mean, we just have to go like, oh, yeah, Duncan's known this person for ages. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess, but... So he um, goes down and is looking for the buzz. So Dan asks a question. So is the buzz not like a, you're getting hotter, colder type of buzz? Like, maybe you feel it less if they're a little further? <laughs> I think you just fill it the once when you get in, when you get into the buzz zone. The yeah, buzz zone. that's what I said because yeah, because Ward's like right there. Like how he didn't even hear Ward, I don't know. No, <laughs> no. Um, and then we are, get. Also, are you required to like if you feel the buzz? Are you required to go and like meet with the other immortal? Like, no, can no. you just be just like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's totally like what you should do, but no. <laughs> it's just me. Um, so then, yeah, so he says, Ward, and then we get our first flashback of many. <laughs> yeah. So, Brad, where are we? 
Uh, we're in Paris. Uh, it is 1840? Yes. Um, it is, um, after he left Grace, um, with Sindaro in that episode. Oh. So, but same year. We're still in Paris. But this is after that, according to another website. I had to double check. Yeah. Okay. But before we got kicked out, um, uh, of of the uh, the uh, the camp for the palm reading going bad. <laughs> that was eight years after this. Um, so yeah, we get fancy pants Duncan. I love this cape. Like yeah. he's, he has this episode all about it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think this is the same cape that he had when he for the Sindaro episode as well, because he also yeah. wore a fab cape uh, during that one too. Uh, Ward looks like a fucking hot mess. That guy is a creep and a half. Like yeah. everything about him is creepy. His hair is creepy. His face is creepy. His eyes are creepy. Is there everything. Draco about him. Malfoy. Yeah, I do uh, not like it. No, I got I got no use for this guy. Yeah. No. Um, and they must have known each other from before because he said, Mr. McCloud, you do turn up in unexpected places. I think, I think we're lovers. getting a flashback out of order here. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that yeah. makes more sense. Because oh, I'm okay. like, oh, do they... Because <laughs> I, know, think I just never know, like, when immortals know each other. I'm just like, oh. I think, I, I think, because, like, you know the part where they meet up in the street later on? I think this yeah. is actually from that scene. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And they've just okay. put this out of order to make it more dramatic. Because <laughs> now we're back in the parking garage. Yeah. Um, uh, where Ward says, see you around, McLeod, and disappears down the tunnel. Um, and then <laughs> Duncan goes over there, and he senses someone, turns around and punches him, and it's Joe. Aw. <laughs> Joe's follows him all the way to Paris. Well, Joe was there to follow Horton so he could kill Horton. Oh, and yeah, he's true. just sta- he's just stayed no, there. No, I like to think that he followed Duncan's I mean, cuz he's in love with him. Well, that, he had he had to prove his love to Duncan by yeah. you know, killing mm-hmm. his brother-in-law. Yeah. And now yeah. he's just, you know, he's she's just trying to make it work. Yeah. And uh, then we he find just looks out- at Duncan he says, "I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you, Duncan." <laughs> Um, and it is cute because Duncan says, I thought you'd left Paris. And Joe says, I didn't know you cared. Aww. Oh, my God. The romance <laughs> in this episode, guys. The romance. Seriously. Like, that's the most amazing thing about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so Duncan says, you were following Nicholas Ward, weren't you? And it's like, well, I mean, Joe is a watcher. Clearly just as bad as all the other watchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all terrible. They're all, all terrible. All right, flashback. <laughs> Back in Paris. We're still in Paris, but in a different time. <laughs> yep. Um, and they're at a nightclub that looks like it's going to catch on fire at any time as well. <laughs> it just, yeah. it looks like <laughs> someone made a pillow fort and they're all inside. <laughs> Seriously. <Just> ridiculous. <laughs> This is more dangerous than the Elmer Gantry tent. Yes. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. Oh my God. <laughs> well, they're also watching the weirdest, like, pantomime production of oh, Dracula. God. Like, what is this? Are you, like, are you... I, I didn't realize we had silent movies before movies. <laughs> I just thought we were in Les Miserables because of what everyone's wearing. I wanted everyone to start singing. I don't know about these fools. If they could sing, I'm really not interested in them singing. I mean, have you not Um, seen the Les Miserables film? Like, I don't think you have to sing to be in that. I mean, (laughs) Russell Crowe. And I'm Java. Do not forget my name. (laughs) 
Yeah, but about here, I think, is already where I was like, look at all the mutton chops on these people. But I think the the scene after where they're at the party, like kind of the party or whatever, uh, then I was like, this is insanity. Uh, So we've got Stillwell and Jacome, I think his name is. Or Jacob. Yeah, Jacome. Jake, Jacome. Jacome, Jacome. So they're going to be doing some business with Duncan. (laughs) I don't know what business. (laughs) Um,. Stillwell thinks all this vampire stuff is nonsense. Jacome really believes in it. Uh, and he's like freaked out by this pantomime show even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the dumbest pantomime show though. It's, it's really so terrible. Bad. It's very bad. Um, they kind of grill Duncan a little bit, but Duncan has researched, uh, he's done some old-timey research and said, well, Bel Air started 15 years ago, importing goods from Eastern Europe. Then you expand it to the Middle East, blah, 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 blah. So he wants to do business with them. Um, I'm still not quite clear on what business, but... Okay, I, I just had to double check something. Uh, Dracula was published in 1897. Hmm. So, like, what are we even doing here? Were people talking about vampires before Dracula? No, I don't think so. I think Dracula was the one that, you know. Yeah, and this is, eight, this is 1840. Like, this is a little yeah. early for vampire talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, according to the Smithsonian, uh, the Great New England Vampire, um panic. So 200 years after the Salem witch trials, farmers became convinced that their relatives were returning from the grape to feed on the living. And that was, it said, that was between the 1700s and 1800s. Hmm. Um, I mean, I I know like the vampire legends existed. I just didn't think they were, I I didn't think there was I didn't think they were this set in stone with like the garlic and the holy water and the stake through the heart. You know, like the rules had been established. Well, it sounds like at least in the US and Connecticut, it was in 1854 was the Great Vampire Panic. So definitely before Dracula. Mm, Interesting. So I I would think it would also be in... All right. All right. All right. So. Brad, will you allow it? Okay. I'll allow it, but you're on thin ice, TV show. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to say me, and I'm like, I'm just reading. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Sammy? All right. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a vampire. Uh, so- <laughs> All right, counselor. I swear. My. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we're always being judged. Yeah. <laughs> I had to move my device, my Alexa, to get to the gavel. We're always, we're always in the sassy courtroom. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're just watching TV shows, though. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, they're building trading empires and... Uh, and they're glad, like, Stillwell is glad that Duncan has, like, this idea of, like, tra- basically taking this into the future. And Jacob is just like, uh, look, I just want to make enough money so I can hang out with my fam. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're not quite seeing eye to eye exactly, but it's like, either way, it sounds like a good business deal. <laughs> hold, hold on, guys. Hold on. <laughs> Vampire update. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just for the, for the title alone, this is great. Um, Varney the Vampire. <laughs> Varney the Vampire was a was a popular landmark vid- mid-Victorian era gothic horror story uh, by James Malcolm Rhymer and Thomas Perkett Prest. 
which first appeared 1845 to 1847. Uh, oh. And man, this <laughs> this image is a goodie. Uh I'm, I'm going to copy this image and put it in the Facebook chat. Okay. I'm good there so I can see what you just said. <laughs> ah! Whoa! <laughs> oh, Barney the blood. Vampire. A romance of exciting interest. <laughs> Barney the Vampire or The Feast of Blood. Uh, serialized uh, gothic novel. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's the tale of the vampire Sir Francis Varney. It introduced many tropes uh, present in vampire fiction. Um, it's the first story to refer to sharpened teeth um, and, uh, well, uh, the story. Setting. The story is a confusing setting. <laughs> nice. Well, it's ostensibly set in the early 18th century, there are references to the Napoleonic Wars and other indicators that the story is contemporary to the time of its writing in the mid-19th century. Varney's adventures also occur in various locations. Hmm, interesting. Varney. Alright, so if they could if they could write this in eighteen forty five, then I can believe that like vampires were a thing. For sure. Like, you know, already people were like saying, Oh, they, you know, drink blood, they do X, Y, and Z. There's there's some already specific lore around vampires. Just everyone please remember that this is five years before Varney the Vampire. (laughs) God, I love Varney. Varney the Vampire. Because now I'm just imagining Jim Varney. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking of. Uh, oh, Jim Barney the vampire. Um, no one right, so, <laughs> so they're going to meet with Duncan the next day. We're still in between watching this terrible pantomime. People are just way excited. <sighs> this lady's like throwing fucking coins up on stage for him. It's like, no, yeah. save your money, ma'am. Save your money. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so Stillwell's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> And then uh, he leaves uh, Duncan there with Jacob for a little bit. And Jacob is like, look, there's vampires. <laughs> I'm freaked out and I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Duncan's like, once in a generation, Dude. a slayer is born. And I am the slayer of this <laughs> yeah. generation. They exist. Well, it's just one of those like two. Because what? <laughs> I mean, I know that Duncan clearly is like, okay, vampires aren't a thing. But also, I'm like, you're an immortal. Like, I yeah. don't know how. Like, you, yeah. if anyone, should believe in some other supernatural bullshit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, I mean, good on you. You don't have to drink blood to be immortal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, while he's talking to Jacob, he he-, he hears a little buzz or feels a little buzz or we hear it Duncan feels it (laughs) yeah a little tingle little vampiric tingle yep and Duncan's like uh will you excuse me and he starts going out of the building we hear a woman scream Duncan starts running out there and uh they they go chasing after like a figure um and they see like the guy like running away and someone does shoot him but uh, obviously we we already know as the audience <laughs> this is probably an immortal <laughs> yeah because there's some there's buzzes been a tingle. Yeah. there's been a tingle so shooting is not going to do anything um, and we're back with a doctor who is at Stillwell's body and he's like well there's nothing I can do <laughs> <laughs> that's the doctor's he line did. thank you <laughs> Dr. Steven Spielberg <laughs> Um, Beans is like, what do you think killed him? And the doctor said, well, it's hard to tell. And Beans is like, well, you're a doctor, aren't you? It's like, okay, this guy just died and is on the floor. Yeah, like, it just happened. Like, come on. (laughs) 
Um, and even the doctor goes, well, he might have been beaten. I mean, like, he doesn't know yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and says, beaten, look how pale he is. And I'm like, well, he's dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's dead. Like, I... He's not going to have rosy cheeks, dude. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and Bane says, this is what the good doctor doesn't want you to see. <laughs> and he <laughs> pulls his collar away and everyone's like... It's so <gasps> funny when he pulls the collar and everyone's like... <gasps> <gasps> What if he pulled the collar away and it's just neck skin? There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. There. Yeah, he'd be like, "Look," and everyone would be like, "Yes, that that's a very attractive neck." I mean, yeah. Bane goes, mm. "This is the mark of the vampire," and the doctor says, "No, that's ridiculous." <laughs> the amount of people that are just like, "Oh my god, this is so stupid." There's <laughs> no yeah. vampires. Um, he says, look at the ground, it's bone dry, so obviously he didn't bleed out. <laughs> um, alright, so, uh, the, the one guy says, oh, he goes, well, he goes, I think I, I probably killed the shooter, I just shot him twice, and Bane says, you idiot, you can't shoot this thing with bullets. <laughs> like, alright, Bane. Right. Yeah, like, Bane's is so weird. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Like, what, I, I want to know his story, like. Yeah, I want to know everything about Baines. How many, yeah, how many vampires is he like fought? Yeah. Oh, so many. Like again, he, this is five years before Barney the Vampire, so I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and he he takes like he he gets the fibers out of the Al Stillwell's dead cold hands, <laughs> dead pale hands. Yeah. So like this guy's got the worst cashmere cloak because it's just yeah. like shedding all over. It's shedding like a cat all over. Yeah, the place. like these. So it's weird. crazy. They say fibers, but these are like like three inch strands. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I. I, it's like in TV movies, like they're always finding these fibers. Like I, I don't know, guys. Are you, are you are you having a lot of fibers in your life? You're encountering like no. I'm aware. I've of. got a lot of Sammy hair. That's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be able to tell if I murdered something immediate, someone immediately because Sammy's hair will be on. Now. <laughs> and that's how I'm gonna frame you for murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been here, so I'm sure you have some Sammy hair somewhere in your place. Twas right. the like, Sammy no- that did it. <laughs> No way you could, you can't. Um, yeah, so, but also, like, okay, he does fall off this bridge into the water, and I'm like, so does he have multiple cashmere sweaters, that, or cashmere capes? Because that I, I shit's going to be terrible, like, once it's in the water. Oh, can't take that dry cleaning. Yeah, so, anyway. All right, so Jacob is there, and, uh, of course, is, like, freaked out, and Duncan's like, oh, I'll, I'll walk you home. Um, so <laughs> Jacob is like, so you still don't believe me? No! The marks, the puncture marks! Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, get out of and here, And then he man. talked about, uh, that six months ago, Charles, William, and I f- funded an expedi- expedition to Transylvania! Ooh. Spooky! Uh, and they went to go get artifacts, but they went to a church and, like, I guess stole all this shit out of a church. An ancient church, not just any old church. An yeah, ancient church. Yeah, not a new shiny church. Yeah, and they they robbed it like savages. We stole its icons. We desecrated its cemeteries. Why did they desecrate cemeteries? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Like, what a bunch of Yeah, we dug up a gilded coffin. Very ornate, valuable. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was late and we decided not to break it open till the next day. So they yeah. went they they went crazy hog wild in this church Seriously. and in the cemetery. They're smearing their feces all over the gravestones yeah, and all like, sorts. <laughs> and then like went back the fucking next day. That's <laughs> But that's... when they went when they went back the next day to finish up the job and get everything else. <laughs> That uh, coffin was gone. Yeah. If it had been a situation where, like, yeah, we're going to go steal a bunch of shit, and then, like, they, they're doing it, and they get drunk and crazy, and they start digging up <laughs> graves, then I'm like, oh, man, that's fucked up. But to know that they went back the next day. <laughs> like, let's yeah. finish up that grave, Robin. Ah. It's so wild. And it's like, these are like little old men. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> this was only six months prior. I mean, I know we're in France, but are we sure these aren't English? Absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, I don't That's know. That's what we do the best. <laughs> yeah. It's really crazy. I know what you guys do. It has to go in the British Museum, Brad. Come on. Got mm. so much space to fill. Mm. So as they're talking, you know, Duncan's like, okay, look. I can tell you're freaked out, but I still don't believe in vampires. <laughs> and Bates comes and is like, well then, how do you account for Stillwell's death and the death of Charles Voigt? Which is the other guy that apparently had been with them, Robin Graves. Hi. Yeah. The connection of the little amount of hair Baines has to his mutton chops, to his mustache, oh. and back again is insane. It's, it's really, it is. It's a wild look. <sighs> like, <laughs> I just needed should his... have been campier. I mean, it's it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But that, it's yeah. Not so I, and so enough, there, you know? I do agree with Dusty of like, because there's a point where it really drags. Where I think if it was more camp, it would mm-hmm. it would just yeah. be funny. Um, the I also wish Baines's eyebrows were like just longer and also connected somehow. Oh. To his <laughs> <face>. Yes. Because <laughs> it's his facial hair is so stupid. It's <laughs> great. So dumb. Yeah, I would love oh. if the eyebrows just somehow connected <laughs> into the rest of it. Like it's all just one giant piece. Um, all the, all the hair from the top of his head is just relocated and reformed. It's just oh. slipped down. He's so, he's like a living a woolly willy. <laughs> <laughs> So Duncan, uh, you know, so he, he comes in, he like interrupts and Jacob is like, this is Alan Baines. And he Duncan goes, yes, the vampire chaser. Is this a full-time profession or just a diversion? <laughs> and funny. apparently Baines is the foremost expert in this field and he was hired to protect them. He's a big regular Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, and Duncan says, shame he couldn't protect Mr. Stillwell. <laughs> uh, I do like Baines' coat though. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I think the old-timey looks in this episode are fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I enjoy them. But they're very specific, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, I just saw Ward come on my screen, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, so Ward comes down with uh, Juliet, who's uh, is, Jacob's okay, daughter. Okay, is she dubbed in this scene? Or oh, is it just... Yeah, she's dubbed. What is it? Because she oh, has to be dubbed right. I just couldn't she's dubbed tell. Because I was like, what is that voice? That du- that voice is uh, <laughs> someone in a, in a booth. Uh, it's very strange. I mean, yeah. No, we, 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 we don't trust these French actors. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love oh, but how much Jacob she's is drinking. She's not French, though. Oh, really? What? No. The actress is played by Tanya Kinzinger. Tanya Kinzinger was born June 20th, 1968 in Monroe, Michigan. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? But she's definitely dubbed, though. Is she, is she doing a bad French accent? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I to... bet you that's what it is. <laughs> well, she's in a lot of French stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at her IMDb now. She's in a, yeah. she's in a lot of French shows, so I think... Maybe. Maybe she grew up in France or something. Yeah. <laughs> but they just have her as someone from Michigan. <laughs> mm. Which I love. And she's of German ancestry. Oh. Take a 23andMe or... <laughs> Probably. All right. So she's there with Ward. Uh, but this is uh, Jacob's daughter. And she totally believes everything about the vampires, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's all about it. Um. She's, she just is like, all I ask is you stop badgering my father with your superstitious nonsense. <laughs> but it's like, well, I don't know. Because <laughs> nope. you're hanging out with Ward and he's a big creeper. So I don't trust anything you say, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a more obvious um, bad guy doesn't really exist. Yeah. Like, look at his face. Yeah. And they've given him, like, bags, and they've made him just look evil, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Nicholas Ward is their legal counsel. Nope. Um, Yeah. Is he? he? I mean, you're going to get counsel from somebody with this hair? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, He tells Duncan, pity to meet at such an awkward time. And, and Duncan tries to call I mean, him out by being like, "Oh, he has some funny lines in this." Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the end, yeah, skipping ahead. Sorry, when he dies, yeah, it did make oh, me yeah. laugh. Oh yeah, it's it's good. Again, I, I wish it was a different actor though, because I think somebody else could have really, yeah, somebody else could have had some real fun with these lines. But definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, Duncan calls him out as being like the man he chased down and he's like mm, I don't know what you mean and Duncan says unusual cane which I was like oh that's where his that must be where his sword is cool uh, yeah it doesn't explain like because he hasn't got this cane later at the wedding right no no when he's getting in, back- modern t- in modern times he doesn't have the yeah. cane he so only has a cane so in where France. does he pull again where does he pull the sword from it's but his wedding is- sword where is Duncan <laughs> pulling his sword out of too because they both had the big coats right so we can just theoretically say they both pulled it I out of their coats but also like Duncan gets taken in by the French police and it's like <laughs> he has a sword on him like they don't <laughs> like how does he never get found out I don't know I don't know None this is just sense. like we're living in uh, uh, like Tammy you'll remember from the Defenders podcast we're living in um, like Colleen Wing world where you can just wander around the streets holding a sword yeah. and nobody bats an eye no it's so she's weird. just walking around with a katana yeah because I mean I thought I was like oh that's a smart idea to just have a cane especially in this time where people just yeah. have like canes or whatever like and that's where you have your sword that's smart um so you know the Baines is like really pushing the vampire theory and everyone else is like mm, I don't know about all that <laughs> get out of here Baines uh, then we get a quick scene with Baines and Jacob where <laughs> Baines is talking about vampires invisibility and the laws of refraction yeah I was like <laughs> uh, what I mean like it's <laughs> it's so great <laughs> like we know so little about refraction uh, you see so maybe vampires are t- what <laughs> what yeah yeah this did make um, me laugh though because i did watch last night the new invisible man film the lee Wanell invisible man film oh, so i was like good. yeah it was yeah highly recommended yeah 
So he and that says, is a uh, film. "Oh, mm. all right." Um, so Bane says, uh, "Like he's handing over like the shit over to Jacob, and Jacob's like, what's this? Holy water? A cross? Is this the best you can do? Is this scientific fact?'" And Bane says, "But it works. It's a fact of history." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it? I love I love Jacob even. Like, this motherfucker who's been drinking constantly this whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That guy's throwing him back constantly. He's like, um, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, um, excuse me, sir, but you're both, you both believe in vampires. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that this is where you draw the line. Holy water and crosses. I mean, I agree. Very dumb. But, yeah. like, how about you move that line to include vampires? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Jacob is in his, uh, parlor, Ward follows him, <laughs> Jacob grabs the holy water off of his desk and throws it on Ward. So, <laughs> so great. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but if you throw holy water on the ground, isn't, is it, is, is the office now not holy ground? <laughs> yeah, really. I was hoping we'd get some kind of weird technicality in there. That yeah. would be good. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but I do like Ward's reaction to being... <laughs> with water being thrown at him. Because for God's sake, Henry, I just got this from London. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And he came to collect, and Jacob says, well, I don't owe you anything. And he says, oh, but you do, your life. And then he takes his instrument out, which is insane. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Two prongs, it jabs and points into Jacob's neck, and then he draws it back like a fucking syringe. It's so wild to me. What's he doing with this blood? Yeah, what are you doing with this blood? Um, Mm. And also, like, where he stabs him, it's, like, under the chin. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. if that was supposed to be a bite, because we're supposed to believe these are bite marks. Yeah, like, how is he biting? It needs to be, like, the jugular, right? Yeah, this is be- yeah. five years before Varney the Vampire. Um, <laughs> established uh, sharp tooth vampire. Before vampires. Vampire Fact was established. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. Vampire History in Varney the Vampire. <laughs> um, like, wh- how, what would this look like, biting somebody like this? You'd just yeah. be like, ang, 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 on their First of all, you'd have, you'd have to do it upside down Spider-Man style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's that way. Yeah, that's that yeah. way. You do- yeah. Very strange. Oh, man. If they're, like, doing the Spider-Man kiss... And they're both into it, and then he's just like, yum, 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 yum. Oh. <gasps> um, but this is where we get the screen that turns blood red. <laughs> it doesn't even turn blood red. The it screen, just... there's, we get some full on screen, screen white, bleeds. and it turns into drips of blood. I laugh so hard. It's so goofy. I love it. I love I this lo- yeah. so much. I'm like, more goofy screen wipes, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I really, I'm like, where can I find one of these two pronged suckers? Like, this yeah. looks insane and yeah. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching it again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so great. good. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we're outside of Notre Dame. We've got a, a quick. <laughs> Quick couple scenes here that are not flashbacks. This so little prong gotta... thing, sorry, that he has, yeah. that he uses. It also, uh-huh. like, the body of it kind of looks like a beetle, and then the yeah. two prongs are like little beetle legs. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's real. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm so confused by it, and also just intrigued to, like, oh, I like this. Um, and you're also just really turned on by it, Tammy. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> like I'm so, like I this the shot of him like right after he does that too, where he's just wide eyed open, looking yeah. like a fucking weirdo. He looks yeah. like fucking. He looks like a Dave Foley character. 
Oh, I don't know. Who's Dave Foley? From Kids in the Hall? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know who this is. Well, I don't. I don't. What? Else? That's all I know. Dave I think Foley's this from. is a fake show. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the greatest uh, Canadian sketch comedy show of all time. Oh. Nope, don't know it. But I, do, I, I think the he greatest thing of all like time is this little blood going character. down the screen to change the scene because I'm watching it again. <laughs> so it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Like, Love it's it. so dumb that it's just like, how did they not lean into this yeah. more? Yeah. Like, how... Because they, they clearly had fun doing some of this shit. Yeah. So okay. I just... I don't understand, like, how they stopped themselves. <laughs> Um, alright, so we've got a Joe and Duncan scene. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, They're in love. What do you think about their outfits? Um, Joe, uh, Joe in all black. Yeah. Yeah. Joe looks great. Um, I love, I do like the turtleneck itself that Duncan's wearing. It looks very comfortable. I like Duncan's jacket. Yeah, I don't like it all together. Yeah, I like his, yeah. yeah. No, I don't like it, I don't like it all together. I feel like it's too many shades of brown and beige that's... Yeah. Too much. Joe but, looks um, good in black. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan's trousers look very high. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah some high trousers. Yeah. Um, so there, uh, Duncan says, uh, that not much has changed in 200 years. And he says, well, the French police are investigating several murders, but nothing more than usual. Uh, maybe the killings have stopped. And Duncan says, well, not Ward. He hides one murder with another. Um, and Duncan uh, says that he he's, he tells Joe, he goes, I thought you had guys <laughs> on the inside. Oh, boy. How did he go through? <laughs> nice. Oh, that's yeah. Dave Foley. I know yeah. who you mean. He looks like Dave, like, the guy looks like Dave Foley. In this, like, it's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen Dave Foley. I think Dave Foley did a voice in Bug's Life. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually seen him. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm able to see Skype for some reason. I was like, where did my Skype go? <laughs> <laughs> but it's there now. It's now hiding. <laughs> um, so Joe says there's no evidence of a serial killer in, in Paris. And Duncan says, there will be. Killing is what Ward does. And I'm like, does he? Like, Duncan knew him for like a hot second for one family. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he did kill like a grip of people. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Duncan did nothing to stop it. No. <laughs> like, he killed like 80 people after Duncan figured out it was him. Crazy. Yeah, because how, so how many did he kill as the vampire? Did he say? Did they um, say? Well, there was like, what, two other partners? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we got, wait, so four? So we got the, five? we have. We have the three, and then because it's Jacob Stillwater and their other partner, whose name I can't remember. Then we have Baines. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there? Wasn't there another person with like their group? Well, that that was oh, besides the partner. Yeah, I thought there was like another guy too. Oh, uh, maybe not. So there's at least four. There's at least four. Yeah. Yeah, and he just uses the idea of that hysteria to, like, cover up his murder. So I don't know how many other people... Because I think he's just killing people so he can marry into that and then be Oh, the- there's already, like, vampire fear of vampire murders going around. So seemingly- Yeah, yeah, he just used that. But I don't no, think he killed anybody else. I I mean, yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't I, know, I think for their, I don't know, if there was vampire hysteria, I, I thought the idea was the vampire hysteria was, like, was because there had been a couple of killings. Oh, I thought no, it was just I, from thought, him. I thought he used the hysteria that already existed oh. to cover up his mm. murders. Like, he thought, oh, oh the, because... That. I see, I was, in my mind, in my mind, and that's what you're saying makes sense, but in my mind, it was like... <laughs> 
there was I listen, I I'm, I'm absolving you. You're not you're not on thin ice right now. I'm holding the gavel away. Um no, I I thought it was like like vampire shit was popping off like super popular. Um but like then like a couple of killings that seemingly were done by vampires had amped things up. Um mm. But yeah. if there's only been one vampire killing at the beginning of this, then I, I guess if they were, if he was just purely playing it. But I thought he was. I thought there was already like um, crazy vampire hype going on, and then he jumped on it and killed some people. That's yeah, what I, I thought think, because they're doing I like the play only... and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And... Correct. You know, I I think there is like vampire panic going on, but I don't know if anyone's actually died. And then because I think people at the time, like if I reading the New England stuff, the stuff in Connecticut, it's like people were just saying like, oh, they they see their loved ones coming back out of the grave, like oh, they died. Now I'm seeing yeah. them, and then they're eating livestock or what the fuck ever. Like people are just making shit up, right? Yeah. And I thought that that's what's happening here. And then Ward just saw that as an opportunity, along with the fact that he he's like their legal counsel. So mm-hmm. he knows a lot of shit that they've done. Yeah. Mm. So I think he's playing into this more with Jacob, this yeah, idea definitely. of like, oh, you guys stole it's, shit. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a question of before this first partner that he killed, did he yeah. kill that one? and make it look like a vampire situation um or did he do that after jacob was like i bet it's vampires (laughs) oh yeah i don't know because i don't know where he got this vampire thing i feel like that's the real question where did he get this vampire (laughs) they were in transylvania he's feeling guilty about all this shit and then like that that casket went missing they stole from Uh, transylvania (laughs) i think it's because the casket went missing he got spooked and thinks yeah. vampires, and when um, fucking um, what's his name, Blondie McLean oh, yeah, vampire, um, <laughs> hears about it, he's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's vampires just using that too bad. But I don't think Ward goes off and kills a bazillion people. I think he really is just killing people to get to what he needs, which mm-hmm. his way in is just marrying into yeah. money. I was thinking though, maybe he had killed a couple of uh, oh. randoms so that like the <laughs> vampire killings didn't yeah. seem so. Directly no, and, in his no, and I think I don't think he would have killed Bane either. I I really don't think I think he has no interest in killing or not killing. Like I just don't think he cares about mortals enough to kill either way, unless it's to benefit him. Mm-hmm. So like I think. Like, like even Bane, like, I don't think he would have killed Bane because there was no point of that. In But the p- problem was Bane figured out who he was. Yeah. <laughs> even though Bane thought he was a vampire. We'll get to that soon oh, because that's great. It's so it's fucking so good. good. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so I I think, you know, which, let's be clear, he shouldn't be killing anybody, but also, like, (laughs) Duncan makes it seem like he's the worst immortal he's ever come across, and I'm like, yeah, seriously, I don't know, Duncan. You just had a Xavier St. Cloud joining. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and after this, he goes on to have all kinds of confederate buddies, so. um, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I'm like, I don't know, Duncan. I feel like you're extra judgy. Oh, I mean, not saying Ward is good in any way, shape, or form because he's a creep, but yeah. also, like, let's let's calm it down. You met Zintaro, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Duncan's like, there'll be more killings, so don't you worry, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're at Helen's residence with Ward. This is also oh, he's weird so creepy. Scene. I mean, he's creepy anyway, but this scene, when they're like kissing, I was like, ooh. What is he wearing? What is this jacket? Know. What is going on? <laughs> 
what is these baggy leather pants? I mean, he looks like I don't. He looks like he's in a production of We Will Rock You or something. Like in this outfit, like he looks should be in a rock opera wearing this outfit. Yeah, Yeah. he he should be in a community theater production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, so they're talking about their upcoming wedding who would he be playing in jesus christ superstar brad would he be judas uh, uh yeah because it's community theater um mm. like he shouldn't be playing judas obviously but i think he will he will be the one that ends up getting to play judas yeah because like you can't put him anywhere else he stands out too much yeah and he can't hit those high notes that jesus has to hit yeah so when you guys are watching this thing, because they have this whole thing where like they're, uh, like the lines are like, we'll be that bad, we'll be very, very bad, and whatever. It's really gross and disgusting, and then they kiss. Um, and Ugh. then Helen has this line, she says, well, after tomorrow, Nick, it's it's like the man says, till death do his part. So do we feel, do I know I feel this way. I'm like, I feel like there is a storyline that dropped out of this episode where she was in on killing her father. I, I never I, even I, thought of that, but that would be cool. I feel like she she was in it for something else, and like they just kind of dropped it because we have this, and then even at her wedding, she's like real weird. I I, I think I guess such a weird vibe. Mm. Okay, uh, that's what I because like I think because they're both doing weird shit, and I'm like I don't know what you're playing. Like it's yeah, the the, the relationship is weird and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I don't understand it because it's like. It, like it's it's written it's written like regular like 90s like tv movie relationship where like she wants she's gonna have him settle down and like now we can yeah. stop partying but like they're both so weird mm. that it reads like I, am i missing something yeah so we've apparently seen this actress before have in we? A, yeah in season one Oh. In Avenging Angel, an insane man, newly turned immortal, believes oh. he was born to order. Remember that guy? Yeah. The guy, yeah. the guy where uh, Duncan killed him on holy ground. That episode. That one. Mm. <laughs> she played Claudine. So which one was Claudine? Um, I believe Claudine is the cat that uh, Catra in She-Ra rides around on. (laughs) Um, No, Claire. Um, Claudine Uh, is the one that... I have an action figure of Claudine, thank you very much. Yeah, and She-Ra doesn't ride Claudine, it's Catra. Catra Yeah, yeah, I said Catra from She-Ra. Of course not. She-Ra obviously rides Spirit slash... uh, Swift Wind. Swift Wind, thank you. you. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Brad. Mm -hmm. Mm Correct. Thank you. What does that have to do with Claudine? I'm very confused. Claudine is a is a, a cat that Catra rides around on. Oh, okay. And also, um, apparently in the new She-Ra cartoon, uh, Catra and She-Ra are gay for each other. So very, very. Nice. nice. I like it. Okay, she's the one that was the prostitute that he, like, tried to... Oh, I don't remember like, that. Oh. Yeah, she was the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because this is, it, isn't this the episode where uh, we also don't talk about because what's her face was mean to her friend? Oh. <laughs> oh, Tessa. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 So this is not the prostitute that was Tessa's friend. This is the other one. Oh well, neither one of them were her friends. Um, to be to be very That's clear. True. <laughs> and she was not a friend to either one of them for sure. Nope. Yeah. So. She looks completely different, by the way, because I looked at a picture of that episode and I'm like, wow, this actress looks very different, but it's the That's same why actress. we don't recognize her. Um, 
but yeah, so I just like, maybe you're right. Maybe it's because it's their acting, but I was like, is she supposed to be like a bad character too? And then they just dropped that story and any part that she had in it. Because we don't really see her much other than this and the wedding scene. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, Uh, she's not good. So now flashback. Or maybe it's the dub. It could be the dub too. Yeah, true. Yeah, could be. Um, so we're in, uh, back at Jacob's and Ward is there and he's like, hey, um, what's up, man? (laughs) It's like, I've been waiting for you. Um, he, and Duncan says, exquisite cape, cashmere, which I'm just like, yeah, how did it, how's he still wearing it when he was in water earlier? Mm. Okay. Like Duncan knows he's the killer. Yeah. Like, Yes, he doesn't have scientific evidence, but Duncan, you're not bringing a court case. He's an immortal. Your whole deal is you kill each other. Like, I don't I don't know what you're waiting for, buddy. I don't know why he's being all coy. Like, I know yeah. we're, we're, we gotta make an episode of a TV show, so I guess we gotta stretch this out, but I'm like, I think you drag him out back and, like, chop his head off right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they play this whole thing where, like, oh, no, he's gotta prove it. And I'm like, why? Yeah, exactly. Even even if he like yeah, because like even even if he didn't prove it, or even if Ward wasn't the vampire killer, like fine, he's not the vampire, whatever. He's still another immortal, and yeah, and that the can whole be thing. You guys won. gotta fucking yeah, you guys gotta fucking kill each other anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I, can, I, can, I can I can fix this episode. Okay. Make it more camp. One. <laughs> Ward is played by Tim Curry. Done. <gasps> <gasps> Like, then it's fixed. Then it's fixed. But then I would be sad that it's like, he's like a one and done villain. I would want like Tim Curry to be like a recurring character. Yeah, well, it's going to be one amazing episode of Highlander where Tim Curry plays a vampire. Oh, Tim Curry should be, yeah. Talk about John Hamm. Why, like Tim Curry should have been in everything. I mean, he can't really now because bless him, he's not well, but. Like, he should have been in more stuff. I know he's been in, like, a thousand things. It's still not enough. He's so good. Um, I do like that Ward, like, throws shade at Stillwell for his um, unfortunate choice in clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he's it's not just... wearing cashmere like I am. Perhaps I can forgive anything but bad taste. Um, yeah, and Duncan's trying to figure out why he would, like, why are you doing any of this? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, yeah, and Ward's like... No, no reason. I'm not doing it. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Wink. I'm innocent. Wink. Again, yeah. if somebody, if there was just somebody chewing on the scenery with this character, yeah. like, cause he's got some fun lines. Yeah, for sure. John like, Lithgow. Ju- yeah. Yeah. Like literally anybody. You, you just need, like, you need somebody in here. This guy doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, so Julia is very bizarre. She comes down and she says, I'm sorry I'm interrupting. Um... Uh, they have the best men on the case for my dad, you know, because he died or whatever. And she says, I would like you to be the first to know, Mr. McLeod, that Mr. Ward and I will be married. And I'm like, why? Why are you telling Duncan? Yeah, like, I, I just was so fucking confused. Yeah. Yeah. Ward seems surprised. Yeah. It's just such a weird, like, forced, forced yeah. idea here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from now on, we'll be making all business decisions for Bel Air t- together. Um, we're going to adopt a fresh print. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to adopt a fresh print. <laughs> um, 
But this is, yeah, this is where Ward tells uh, Duncan, I know this m- looks awkward. I also know that a fellow immortal would not judge me without proof. I, Why? Yeah, Why would Your whole what? deal <laughs> is you fight to the death. What do you yeah. mean judge? Also, we've met, like, literally Duncan's the only one, it seems like, the only immortal who ever needs proof of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Every like, other immortal is like a murderous person. <laughs> There can be only one as long as you have proper evidence. Yeah. So when it goes before the um, immortal court on the other planet. <laughs> on planet one. Oh, Welcome to planet Zeist. <laughs> Did you file the proper paperwork? <laughs> oh, you um, have a, a, a 14B form filled out. You actually need a 14C. I'm sorry, McLeod. This evidence isn't going to hold up. <laughs> Get back it's to the back dumb. of the queue, get some more <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is where Duncan brings Bane these threads. <laughs> Why? And Bane's looks in a microscope that is just looks like it's made out of wine corks. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even a microscope. Like, there's just a drawing of threads in there. Yes. <laughs> Here's what. Okay, like, here, okay. We need, here, a coo- we need a kookier vampire character, and mm-hmm. we need Banes to be more inept. <laughs> <laughs> or just a con man. John Lovitz is Banes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to have Lithgow versus Lovitz? Awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> Ugh. And I feel like Lovitz would make some of the same acting choices this guy yes, makes. <laughs> definitely. But much funnier. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so D- Duncan gives him the little thread, guys, and, and he tells him that it's a perfect match. And uh, he goes, Black Cashmere, this is from Nicholas Ward's cape, isn't it? <gasps> so Nicholas is the only one who has a fucking cashmere cape. Yeah. Course. The grossest, <laughs> smelliest cashmere cape. Oh. constantly getting wet. Well, oh, well. Gross. Cashmere cape. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ticket. Uh, so, you know, Duncan's like, yeah, obviously this is from Nicholas's cape. And then Bane goes, I've been waiting for an opportunity to get a sample of my own. Mr. McCloud, Nicholas Ward is a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Now we've, now we've proved it. Now I can destroy him. (laughs) I like, I love the evidence he needs to know that he's a vampire is threads. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so good. And Duncan goes, You you just leave Nicholas Ward to me. You don't have to worry about dealing with him. And Baines goes, I am prepared. Don't worry about me, McCloud. You worry about Nicholas Ward. Now, Mr. McCloud. And, and Duncan says, So be it, and leaves. <laughs> yeah. I, and I like, like, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan kills this guy. D- uh, Duncan is like Duncan's been hanging around Darius too long. Yeah. Yeah, at this point. Seriously. Yeah, also this gross shit that's in Baines's place, like, that's oh, in yeah. the bottles and stuff. It's like, ugh, what the fuck are you having there? It's all so disgusting. Yeah. When you sound like a human head, like, cut in half. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really gross. Very weird. All right, so now we're back in Jacob's house. Juliet is there, and um, Duncan is there to tell her, like, hey, watch out. Like, <laughs> the guy you're about to marry killed everybody. <laughs> um, and... She she basically just kicks him out of the house and like get the fuck out of here. That's my future husband. Yeah, get out of How here. How do you think Harry? that's going to go? Nobody well, wants you here like, anymore. That's when it John, is the John way that she, turns up. 
Yeah. It is the way that she says it too. She says, I, um, I will I will still control Bel Air, Mr. McCloud, even after Mr. Ward and I are married. And Duncan says, only as long as you're alive, which is really shitty to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when she's like, get out. <laughs> Um, and then Duncan says, well, you know, this is like, now that everyone else is dead, you're the only thing that stands between him and Bel Air. And she says, how dare you? <laughs> and I do love, she makes a great call of pointing out like, yeah, well, you're kind of like a new guy that just popped on the scene trying to get yeah. at, my, yeah. at this company yep. too. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, and Duncan says, I don't care about Bel Air. I care about your life. And then, <laughs> then we get my favorite scene. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> 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 so dumb. All right. So Baines is in there working away in his vampire lair, his vampire hunting lair. Mm-hmm. And a ward walks in. And um like Baines is kind of prepared. Like oh, yeah. he knocks him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And um how, how does he sneak up on him? Because this is one open room. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how he does that. How does Ward get distracted by the bed sheets? He's <laughs> like, ooh, Egyptian cotton. There's nice. nowhere that Baines could have been hiding. No. Like, cause he only walks past that little stove thing, and like, we don't see Baines there. Was he hold- holding up like a like a like a branch in front of his face, like that woman <laughs> last week? <laughs> Maybe Baines is actually a ghost. What if he <laughs> threw a large piece of fabric over himself and pretended he was a couch? Makes sense. Um, but yeah, somehow he like knocks him out. Um, I also like this kind of uh, thing where we see him, his shadow coming. That was great. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Good. We'd better That's the campiness I need yeah. in this episode. Definitely. Yeah. And like I, I let me immediately sprinkle with holy water and then grabs yeah. the stake and in. Like like theoretically, if it had been a vampire, great job. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real crazy. Like the way he impales him. Like just yeah. three three times and he digs that sucker deep in. Yeah. There. No, it's <laughs> uh which makes it even funnier to me when Ward gets up and pulls it out. I love, like, yeah, I love he leaves in there and he goes to get a scalpel. Like, yeah. I, first of all, I am not turning my back on my on the dead vampire. <laughs> no. Oh, so, and uh, Ward says, that, well, that wasn't very nice, Bates. That made me laugh. <laughs> good, it's good. Been better if it was Tim Curry, but, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Everything would. Um. So when he's saying his lines, Bates shakes so hard he shakes the scalpel out of his own hand <laughs> so good um and then uh ward kills him by staking him just crazy oh we should say he drops his little i don't know what it is on the bed what is oh, it like yeah. his little yeah his little pen earring or like a hair pin or yeah, something I think, it's a t- I think it's a tie pin for his uh-huh. cravat mm. do you know who he looks like i've realized like in this scene who he reminds me of is um um oh god what's his name uh, blah, blah, blah. blokey from batman returns oh what is his name the actor's name's gone out of my head christopher walken um in batman returns you know he dresses all in black and he's got like that shock of oh of blonde yeah. hair wow. blondie gray hair and he's got like the dark eyes because yeah. it's a tim max burton shrek. film max shrek that's it that's who he looks like to me mm. yeah yeah i could see it i could see it 
I'm just gonna keep rewatching Bane's be all shaky when he's getting. I I keep impaled. watching him dropping the uh, <laughs> the scalpel. It's great. Christopher Walken also would have been good as the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mr. McCloud. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that was a Jimmy Stewart. But never mind. <laughs> well, 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 Mr. McCloud. <laughs> you keep saying I'm a I'm a vampire. <laughs> Okay, so now we are uh, back on the streets. Oh, do you know so something, something that makes me sad we'll never see? We'll never see Jimmy Stewart in a superhero movie. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, Thanos? Oh, oh, well, you can't get rid of you half of all living things. Well, 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 I just, I just well, don't agree Mary? with that. What, what about what, what about Ernie's house? What about Bob's? <laughs> <laughs> She's closing the library. <laughs> God, still my one of my favorite things in that film. <laughs> Out well, well, Kingo, it's uh, another wonderful adventure. <laughs> Just you and me and the rest of the Eternal. <laughs> oh, imagine if like the the tenth Eternal was played by Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Can't we just switch him out with somebody that was already in there? Oh, <laughs> that'd be so well, good. It's, it's real sad that Icarus flew into the sun, and <laughs> well, we still got yes. Cersei. I'm I'm sure she'll eventually be interesting. <laughs> Will she though? She can do all those things where she turns things into other things or something. Oh, well. He plays a. <laughs> How are people still defending that movie? I, I don't I'm get. Not. Um, it's the one Marvel movie. Or MCU movie apart from The Incredible Hulk that my mum and dad have not watched because I was like oh there's a new film on Disney Plus yeah you don't need to watch it <laughs> so we're just gonna <laughs> skip it yeah. they've seen every single other one apart from Incredible Hulk because it's not streaming it's, anywhere well and the thing is it's like it's not even that it's bad it's just boring <laughs> Mm. Like, like, and there are good things about it, but they're only like for a couple minutes, and then those people just leave the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and never <laughs> return. <laughs> oh god! All right, so okay, all right, so this is this is the scene where you're saying this is what the first flashback is taken. From. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes I think sense. So. Because Jimmy I was Stewart just like, I didn't understand that first flashback McLeod. scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there can be only one. Oh god. I'm sorry. I was born I just... 400 years ago and well, I was born in the Highland of Scotland. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, Brad, okay, I love so... the Jimmy Stewart impression. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're just chit-chatting away like, oh, you show up in the most random places. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. And it's like, even with a vampire on the loose, it's like, alright, Duncan. Just Chop fucking kill him already. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, because they just talk about that for, like, lines after lines after lines. And then, um, he holds up a straight pin and he says, I think this belongs to you. And he goes, oh. He goes, whoopsie. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> My bad. Um, so, and Duncan says, how many have you killed now to get to Bel Air? So he asks him, but Ward doesn't actually give a straight answer. He just says, oh, does it really matter? Brilliant, wasn't it? Jacob created... So Jake, he says, Jacob created the hysteria out of his own guilt at robbing the church in Trans- Transylvania. I merely made his worst fears come true. Mm. And now the whole city is talking about me, the vampire. It's a brilliant performance. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't know, Ward, have you seen that painting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Have you seen your own acting? Mm. And uh, Duncan says you're insane, and he says, Oh, please, we live for centuries, McLeod. We have to find some ways to keep ourselves amused. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Netflix doesn't exist at this point. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how... Uh, he tells McLeod, he goes, Oh, you're the type that marries for love. I, on the other hand, marry for money. Lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then he pulls his sword out of the cane, which I love. Yeah. Um, and they, they fight. And and then an old-timey taxi shows up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, nothing to see you Because <laughs> it's like the, the horse and carriage. I was like, is this is this how you Ubered back in the day? Because <laughs> those people got out and then he, he just, just got in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love that Duncan like trying to hide his sword when they when they roll yeah, up. That's so <laughs> funny. I'm like, oh, it's eighteen forty. I think you can have a sword, and it's not as it's not too weird. Um. So he's out. Now we're back at Notre Dame with Joe, and uh, Joe says the Parisian police think they might have a serial killer. They can't be sure, but three men, all about the same age, have been murdered. So we're in double turtle. I don't know what happened. Double turtle next situation. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Love it. Turtle neck face off. Um, (laughs) turtle neck face off. (laughs) Joe's in white. Duncan's in a black turtle neck. It's it's beautiful. Yep. Um, since they're all in their early 50s, they all went to an exclusive prep club in Switzerland uh, called Le Rosie. Le Rossi. I don't know. <laughs> and they're trying to look at the student records to see if there's a connection and that all se- that there are 76 people who went to Le Rossi who live in Paris now. And so Duncan's like, well, if, if Ward's running true to form, we won't have to. He's He likes earning money the old-fashioned way he marries it. So he goes to the courthouse and he talks to the female clerk and says, oh, his brother's getting married to somebody he shouldn't. And I love the clerk said, my brother married a cow. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I was like, (laughs) she just gives no fucks. It's great. (laughs) Um, So she ends up telling Duncan like, oh, okay, they're getting married tomorrow at whatever. (laughs) Whatever time. Yeah, he's he's mar- marrying Helen Piper. And Duncan's like, oh, shit, okay. So then Duncan just goes to Helen's place and congratulates her. And she's like, how the fuck did you know? And then he says that, oh, him and Nikki go way back. And um, let's see. Oh, and she she's kind of on to Duncan. She's like, hmm, it's funny. He never mentioned you. Yeah. But he also can be very mysterious. Uh, and then okay so this line of questioning that Duncan does is very bizarre and I don't know why she answers any of his questions Mm -hmm. because um, she says I've never seen a man with such a head for business talking about Ward and Duncan says what a coincidence where did your father go to school like (laughs) (laughs) and then she says "Uh, some private school in Switzerland and he says LaRosie and she goes yeah that's right LaRosie he and Peter were roommates and what's Peter's number? Five 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 four two eight six. It's like, how did this conversation get to her dad and to Peter? Like, yeah. only because Duncan asked questions, she doesn't even seem weirded out by these questions. She's a been. terrible actress. Yeah. So he calls Peter. Peter is coming in with grocery bags, so he doesn't get to the phone in time. So Duncan freaks out and leaves for Peter's. Um. 
we get a quick driving scene. Um, what is Peter's hair? Oh, by the way, sorry. Yeah. Peter's hair situation is a, is a thing. Um, <laughs> like he's working on a ponytail. Yeah. 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 It's it. Yeah. It. And I mean, barely mm. working. A- Adrian Paul got to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adrian Paul in some of those videos was working on a ponytail again. Uh huh. But... Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a um, pathetic attempt at a ponytail. Oh, it's it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. Um, but the driving scene. Yeah. Um, I love their plan. Queen. Yeah, playing Queen. Yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, like, are they are they trying to get around like a, a seven second rule or something? Because we we hear like maybe a second of it, and then we cut out when we're outside of the car. We're mm-hmm. hearing other music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can sort of hear it in the background still. It's weird. Yeah. So you've got the other uh, sort of score of the episode like that we've heard before, like playing over the top of it. But I, I cheered. I was. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. This is also the fastest driving scene we've ever had in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get what was going on when it, it cuts to, to Ward. I was like, what was he doing? Because he's just kind of straining. And I was like, is he on the toilet? What's going on? He's just no. like, mm. but you can't see what's happening until he walks away. And then you see what he's doing. Yeah, and he strangles him with the telephone cord, which is, like, terrible. Yeah. Bad. Um, so I... Now, okay, so, like, with the... Jacob and all those people, all those guys were in business together, and so he had to kill them off to be able to establish marrying Juliet and getting full access to Beller. Probably killing mm-hmm. her off in the end, or whatever. Right. But with this, I'm like, I get killing off uh, Helen's father, because... That way he can marry into money. Like, why is he killing all the other people around? Like, are they I, also all in business together? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't understand this. Because I know Peter has been friends with him forever. Did he think Peter was going to figure it out? I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. very confused. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, it's just someone else for him to kill. Yeah. All could have been forgiven if the if Ward was just a more interesting actor. Yeah. If Ward was played by Tim Curry. Yeah. Or Jim Stewart. Um, so, yeah, Ward's, like, strangling Peter, then he feels or hears the buzz or whatever, and then, uh, Duncan comes in the house, he hears the dial tone, he finds Peter, and then he sees Ward going out the window, and he chases him, um... Duncan slides down the steepest fucking hill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very crazy. I think the fighting between these two in this episode is wild. Yeah, I liked it. All right, so I think you can definitely see between like season one and two, you can see Adrian Paul has improved in terms of fighting. And I feel like they're choosing. I'm not saying he was bad in series Mm -hmm. one, but you know what I mean. Like he's definitely more comfortable with it. Yeah, I feel like they're choosing locations that let them do interesting things too. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they did some of that in season one, but I feel like because of that, they like really understand what they can do in season two. Mm -hmm. And I and to your point, Claire, I think you know Adrian Paul is more comfortable, and I I feel like they probably are allowing him to do a little bit more Mm -hmm. too. I mean, I don't. Know that for a fact i just have a feeling that yeah. he kind of is probably more involved than he was previously mm-hmm. um all right so meet up with joe time oh my god the coffee day their coffee day. day oh my Dun- god him coffee it's beautiful i know pours it out pours it pours it milk a cup of joe for joe <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so cute it's their first coffee date and i love it and um, so, yeah, they're talking and he goes, um, well, Joe says, what is this, McLeod, an act of friendship? And I'm like, no, it's true love. 
<laughs> Squee! <laughs> um, Joe thinks that Duncan scared him off, and Duncan says he's too arrogant to be scared. Um, and he goes, "Well, he knows that we'll be that you're going to be watching him." And he says, uh, "Then he'll have you know That's he'll have job, her come Joe. to him." You're so. literally a watcher. Yeah. And Joe well, says, why don't you just... watching all, 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 all. <laughs> Well, I'm watch Mary and Billy. And Zuzu. <laughs> Zuzu. Who's going to watch Zuzu's paddles? Oh, God, not Zuzu. i got to watch uh, my friend Harvey. He's a big six-foot-tall rabbit. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Harvey in too long. So Lovely. good. So, uh, yeah, Joe says, why don't you just tell um, Helen and Duncan says, tell her what? That it's no- that he's an immortal who once pretended to be a vampire. <laughs> he's killed her father and her uncle. Besides, she can't go to the police because I'm going to cut off his head. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, know, by the says, end of this episode, it's amazing he gets away with explaining this to her without anyone yeah. being suspicious. Yeah. Like this guy suddenly vanished and the last person he was seen with is Duncan. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Um, so then the police come up and uh, Duncan's like, ugh, I think someone has a surprise in store for me. So I guess, what was it? Ward had called the police and basically said that, the, hey, there's a, we think we know who the serial killer is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gave he, them Duncan's he's, a, pers- he's a very yeah. Scottish man with a ponytail. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like to Dan's point, he goes, where does he have his sword? How did the police not find the sword? <laughs> When they took him in for questioning. Did they yeah. not do a pat down? And I was like, I guess not. Maybe he lived in a car. Maybe he Maybe. left it up his butt. That's where he pulls it from. Yeah. So Joe, by the way, was following Helen when uh, he goes over. When he's being arrested. Okay, now we're at the municipal hall. And Joe has, is there and tells Duncan, 10 minutes to go. <laughs> Duncan's going in there. Um... So He's, let's talk about yes. first of all this bridal gown that this first lady's wearing. Just like what is it? <laughs> well, no, it's cool though because she's she saved up all of her acorns in the sleeves <laughs> for the winter months. <laughs> like I just the ruffle poofiness, upon ruffle. The ruffle upon ruffle to make up the poofiest sleeve I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Wild. I think this woman who's to the right is his the mom, mo- is, the judgy is his, mom. Um, yeah, is his mom, and she does not like her new daughter. No, no, <laughs> no. She looks like Nancy Pelosi too. Don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very upsetting. Mm. To me. And I would think that that's like his brother or something behind. And yeah. God, that hair is just the worst. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how our, our boy Ward is dressed like he's trying to be David Bowie? Oh, okay. yeah, he's but absolutely, I, yeah. The two, okay, they have my favorite wedding look I've ever seen, where mm-hmm. he is in all white, looking like fucking David Bowie, and she's in all black. Yeah. And it yeah. is the best. Yeah, <laughs> I it looks like good. living for their wedding attire. No, it's great. If it, I just wish it was two on two likable actors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, even, like, her dress has the biggest slit in the front, and then, like, this, like, light peplum that, like, just kind of falls. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, everything about it is great, and the fact that it is is in black and he's wearing white is just everything. It's everything. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Um, So, of course, he feels Duncan. It's like, fuck. 
Um, Duncan is the cheesiest coming up, so... Yeah, yeah. he's just uh, standing there grinning. I can't tell because the actress is terrible if Helen is excited or mad that she sees Duncan. I... <laughs> I cannot tell. No But clue. she says, you invited Duncan to, to be our witness? And, um, and I was like, I can't tell if she's upset or excited. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think she's excited at first. I think that's what we're going for. It's like, oh, okay. our mutual friend. Cool. And then all of a sudden he's breaking up a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, well, we got, I got something to talk about. Hold on. I won't be long. And he uh, goes over to talk to Duncan. And I love his line here, which he says, really, McLeod, how's a guy supposed to make a living? (laughs) 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 And um, Helen is like, what's going on? Hello, this is my wedding. And uh, Ward says, I'll be right there. And he goes, um, and he tries to make Duncan an offer. Like, hey, you know, look, if you stay quiet, we'll work something out. And uh, Duncan says, no, you, me, now. And so Ward has to leave, and Helen is not okay with this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Ward says, everybody brings a little baggage in a relationship, Helen. McLeod and I need to talk about mine. (laughs) And I was like, does Duncan have your baby? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Um, So, yeah. I just love how happy and excited Duncan is the whole time. (laughs) It's it's great. Um... So they head out to the racetrack, which is, I, I mean, did they decide, like, <laughs> all right, I know a place where no one will bother us. We but Let's meet there in five. Like, what? <laughs> did they drive together? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I would love he gets in Duncan's they, car. I don't understand how they get from the, from the municipal courthouse. <laughs> oh the... god, I want to see that scene. Like I don't know. <laughs> Do you mind if we stop in here? I want to I want to grab some peanuts real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you want anything? Soda? Candy bar? It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like look you on wanna, the you map. Wanna sp- to... You want to split a pack of snowballs? Ugh, always going to look real quick and see if I can do something. Google Maps. I would, I would love. I love. Okay. Like, all right, all right, let's finish. It's let's a twenty-minute drive from from the racetrack, from the municipal uh, courthouse till the racetrack is a twenty-minute drive. Mm. <laughs> so, like, again, did they go in the love same it. car? <laughs> Just, I mean, did they determine they're gonna meet there? I please make it make sense. <laughs> Either way, they're at the racetrack. And uh, Ward still is like, he says, come on, McLeod, this is a joke. <laughs> he really does not understand why Duncan has a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, Duncan's like, not to the people you killed. Which I was like, okay, Duncan. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> um, Ward plays the same old, same old song that a lot of the immortals have played, which is who gives a damn? They're just mortal anyway. Yeah. Um... He's and Duncan asks him, "How many years have you been doing this?" And Ward said, "For longer than you've been alive. It's been hell of a hell of a show." So Ward is like way older than Duncan, apparently. Mm, I don't know if I believe that. 
Oh. Oh. Interesting. Scandalous. I think he's younger. I just feel like he's really? like flexing. Yeah, he's just been like, yeah, I'm way older. I'm like, mm. I don't know. I felt like he was younger. Maybe not too much younger, but I feel like he was younger. What's his and he just doesn't again? know how old Duncan's been alive. Nicholas, Nicholas Ward. Okay. Yeah, he just doesn't know how old he's, you know, Duncan's been alive because you wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure. Yeah, at I just some think point. he's very we arrogant, just, and he's just, like, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, and it's like. I mean, we we don't we didn't see this part, but I'm sure that when Duncan officially introduced himself, he said that he's Duncan McLeod from the Clan McLeod. So like Nicholas could figure out. So like, do, how old do he research is. on. Thank you. On Thank uh, you. one of the Highlander websites, um, he was <laughs> born in 1489 in London, England. Um, wow. Died for the first time in 1525 for a series of murders, nonetheless. Mm. His occupation, serial killer, comma, vampire, in quotes. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. That would definitely make him older than Duncan. Mm -hmm. All right. um, So then they fight. (laughs) Okay. This fight. Let's talk about this fight real quick. Um... It's wild. When they, they first, both got their swords out. When they first go, go over, like when they when they fall to the to the second level. Yes. I, fa- I was I mean, and the fight's great, and it was good after that, of course. But yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna How chop his head mean? off midair, and that was gonna be that would be the <laughs> fucking coolest. I just didn't understand how they fell that far down and didn't break their ankles. <laughs> yeah, no, that it doesn't make sense. But it would have been hilarious if, like, they they come down and then, like, we see the body and the head fall separately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if it's a quickening mid-fall? <laughs> That's dangerous. That would be That's amazing. dangerous. <laughs> um, there, yeah, there lots of... I agree with uh, Bill Panzer. Like, this guy obviously had had some sword fighting mm-hmm. experience prior to, you know, this show or whatever. Because he's they, they actually do a really good job in their fight sequences together. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just watching them both fall off this thing, which seems very dangerous to do with swords as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how any of this works. Uh, he kicks Duncan in the face... And uh, Duncan's on his knees, and his wards lines is, when I'm good, I'm really good, but when I'm bad, I'm great. And he goes to swing, he's, he's <laughs> laughing maniacally, he uh, goes to swing and behead Duncan, but Duncan blocks it, which is wonderful. I love when yeah. Duncan blocks yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. And then slashes at him a couple times, and then... Uh, and Duncan's line back to him was not great enough, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The award says everyone's a critic. <laughs> Duncan beheads him. <laughs> He's so got great. fun lines. He's got great lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had a lot of fun I mean, they'd be better line. coming yeah. out of Tim Curry's mouth. Yeah. All right, so what is your issue here with the quickening? First of all, we get waves of quickening coming up from the ground. I just, I felt like it was just a bit underwhelming. We've seen exploding paint cans. We've seen a carnival rides being turned on. This just looks like someone throws a load of paper and Duncan is like waving his sword around trying to chop the paper up. And I even felt like Duncan was a bit half-hearted in this quickening. 
Like, it just. I, it I was... don't know. I almost. I was waiting for him to say, come, come, because. Yeah. It's a little extra <laughs> 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 certain points. It's like, all I, right, Duncan, calm it down. I was just <laughs> underwhelmed by this quickening. Things blew up. Uh, yeah. There was fireworks, and. So, Dan had a question. He's like, what is practical effects on this, on the quickenings, and what is CGI? I mean, clearly the paper yeah. is practical yeah. effects. Also, they blew them so much as some of them were stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 94, so I think the only thing that's, like, special effects is, like, the lightning. Yeah. yeah. I think everything else is, is real. Yeah. Yeah, I think the lightning, yeah, and, and the waves of the quickening that we're yeah, now getting yeah. this season. And, and late into the season. It's not even like we had this this whole season. It's just been the last, like, four episodes or something. Yeah. We're we're starting to see it, which is bizarre. I mean, like the movie, like we do in the movie. I also like I feel like if any I think they I feel like they really slacked off on the animation on this one. Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like they're really usually using more of what his movements are to base that on. And I felt there is a while where he's kind of waving the sword in the air and like clearly yeah. he mm. thinks that they're gonna animate some shit on that and then they just don't. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering if they don't, because some of it, like, when he's waving that sword, there's so many papers flying around. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if they just couldn't get around some of the papers. Like, yeah. you know, the, Could <laughs> the actual practical papers that are flying around. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb that they just found these papers and was like, well, let's throw this in. <laughs> I love the papers. It's great. <laughs> it's like... The papers are fun, but I mean, as fun as exploding paint like, cans. Why no. would they be there? Uh, well, why was were the papers there first yeah. of all, and then why would they be there? Like, where <laughs> did they come from? Um, Duncan looks a little taken out by this quickening, though. He's he's like, whoa. <laughs> at the end of it uh so we've got duncan and joe at the end it's outside of uh helen's residence and duncan says uh this is where he says he tells him um that he had another past another life somewhere else that he had responsibilities he had to deal with that were more important than his own happiness sometimes one truth is kinder than another Hmm. so that's that's i guess what he told helen Mm mm-hmm Whatever. Um, yeah. What- <laughs> Whatever, Helen. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're gonna, you, a weirdo, we're gonna marry that weirdo. Yeah. And be weird together. Yeah. You guys, your interactions were weird. Yeah. Um, so D- Joe says, I-, I guess I'll see you around, McLeod. And Duncan says, Does that mean you're still following me? Oh, mm-hmm. Joe says, it's what we do. But you know, if you want to invite me for a drink, I, w- I wouldn't be following you, would I? I love you, Duncan. Oh, uh, I mean, he's wearing a tie. We don't usually see Joe wearing a tie. Yeah. He wore a tie. He's like, you're he's my boo. Classing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But Duncan says, hey, I, hey I, listen, I only, I only go out for drinks with friends. Yeah. And then tells him the bar opens at five. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, so that is the vampire episode of Highlander. <laughs> I mean, a beautiful romance. Beautiful romance is happening. Beautiful. <laughs> They're going um, to go on their first real date now. <laughs> Guys, that's just worst dress. I think that snake outfit with the leather pants was the worst dress. That <laughs> yeah. That mm-hmm. snake jacket and the leather baggy leather pants was horrible. Because it was a sequin snake jacket. Yeah. It wasn't even snake. It was fake sequin snake. Mm. <laughs> so bad. Uh, and we're, uh, best dress. I like the wedding outfit. The David Bowie wedding outfit. He looked like, um, 
Oh, what's his face? Gorgeous Tommy from uh, Bakuru Banzai. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it was great. It looked good. Yeah, I liked it. And I was just, like, blown away that they had this actress in a black wedding dress. Like, it just was like, yeah. what are they doing on this show? I love it. I love it. But My friend <laughs> um, wore, her and her husband both wore black and red for their wedding. It was awesome. That's nice. Because they were like, people were like, you're not going to wear white? And she was like, we've been together, like, 25 years. Like, why am I going to wear white? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why does anyone now? I don't understand. Exactly. But... It's so stupid. Um, I saw an awesome uh, wedding dress where the woman had red hair, like the same like fake red hair that I have, and she wore this kind of grey, silvery wedding dress, and it looked amazing with the red hair. If anyone's out there and wants to get married to me, I'm single. Um... <laughs> just so you could wear that. I mean, yeah. you could just wear that. I don't want to get married. It. I just want to wear the dress. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Say, oh, who won? Who lost? Um. I think. I think. Uh, well, Joe and Duncan's relationship won. Yes. Mm. And love. Love one. Love one. <laughs> love one. <laughs> Maybe Charlie lost because Charlie's no longer in the show and he's out of Duncan's life. He's lost his BFF. I think that was He's last not even episode, in the credits yeah. anymore. Richie's yeah, still no, in yeah. the credits. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, I would, I would think that Ward lost. <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, I remember really the one that got killed with the phone line for no reason, seemingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever that guy's name is. What is yeah. that guy? Is I that can't even remember Peter? his name. I think it's Peter, yeah, right? P- Peter, the guy that got drunk at the wake. <laughs> God, what a fucking loser. Never met such a loser in my life. Yeah. Ugh. God. Well, Peter, you need to you need to get your life together. <laughs> You're a loser. That's why I'm gonna kill you with a phone. Definitely is. Definitely is a loser. Alright. Well guys, uh do you want to tell me what is happening next episode? Next yes. episode, you say? Mm-hmm. Next episode is Warmonger. Hillary yes, Rodham Clinton. <laughs> oh, sorry. Never mind. Whoopsie uh, daisies. Do you want to go first, Brad, or shall I go first? Sure. Uh, in 1918 in the Soviet Union, awesome, McCloud <gasps> uh, promised the immortal Drakov that he would not fight him in return for seeing lives spared. Today, Drakov, now called Arthur Drake, still operates behind <laughs> the scenes of international <laughs> politics. A cruel puppet master who is dragging Eastern Europe toward anarchy. <laughs> That's fun. Wow. I've got I'll security advisor here. immortal Arthur Drake kills his president just before the signing of a peace treaty. Journalist Beth Vaughn is suspicious of Drake's claim that a sex partner did the murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Duncan keeps like Eli. Fun. Who's Eli? <laughs> Suddenly there's an Eli. Duncan stops Eli from... It's kind of spoilery, but I won't go into that. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was a sex partner. Okay, that's but weird. But what's more he's going to be up to? Yeah. Mm, japes and capes. Bring, hmm, that's not a real thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm making a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, this sounds like uh, an interesting app. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to talking with you guys about it. So. I'm always looking forward to talking to you guys. Yeah. It's the only time we ever talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Claire, we were talking about it last week, but we're like m- definitely more than halfway through season two already. So yeah, crazy. it's crazy. So, um, and still no Richie yet. So we'll see whenever he comes back to the show. Richie and Maurice in one episode. It's going to be wild. Wow. Are they going to be allowed to be in the same episode? Yeah, or do you Maurice know? is the new Charlie. <laughs> I was like, or do you think Stan Kirsch was racist and that's why him and Charlie couldn't be in the same episodes? <laughs> Oof, yikes. I, I want I want Maurice and Richie to have like a, a rivalry over who, who's, who's, who's going to have the attention of father. Oh my god. Oh, weird. All right, guys. Well, that uh, can is. Can I just say, it. by the oh, way, oh, in the sure. Oxford Dictionary, jape is a word. <laughs> the plural yeah, is jape. Yeah. a word, but yeah. so jape is not a phrase. He was totally. Well, I've made it a phrase, Brad. He was totally doing capes <laughs> and japes. He's causing all kinds of japes, and he was wearing a cape. It's capes and japes. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, another made-up phrase from the <laughs> queen of made-up phrases. I want to. Why don't you just go listen to "Dupe by Dupe"? <laughs> dupe by Dupe. Get out of here. By the way, Claire I need actually to listen to Michigan. that song again. I cannot remember how that song goes. I need to listen to it. Good luck finding it. It's not real. Yeah. All right, guys, we're out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening if you want to send us feedback you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on twitter call the sass line 321-710-4947 our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com 